working all day. Like, what do you want? Yeah, it's like, listen, they they like coming hanging out with the puppy, and then he's like, oh, I'm gonna do this. I'm like, I I can't do that. So great. Hey, at least he likes grandma and grandma. Hi, Taylor. Welcome back. Hi. Right. How so, you feeling? I feel fine. You feel better from last week? Yeah, I just felt. I just I, out of it. Yeah, I was just like. Listen, I could definitely do the show. I just ugh. you needed a night of rest yeah. is what you needed. Um, so glad to have you back. Thank you again to Pat for coming in last second, sitting in. Yes, sir. When he, I was with Pat on Sunday, and he's like, "Dude, I'm so sorry. That was two hours." I'm like, "That you don't have to that's apologize. That's, usually- that's like the average time." I was like, "Sometimes it's more. Sometimes it's less." Yeah. You're good. Hi, Josh. Hey, how are you? I'm good. Uh, how, how's everything with your life? Uh, my life is fine. Okay, your life is fine. <laughs> Others, not so much. Uh, so welcome to episode 122 You Watch, I Listen. It is Tuesday, October 6th. At the time of this recording, uh, we're through week four of the NFL. Quarter of the season's done. We're in the middle of our Halloween extravaganza for Taylor, where I'm trying to change the tone for you a little bit um, with the picks I'm giving you. Mm-hmm. Um, my week was pretty good. I had some interesting things happen at work. Um, I flooded the toilet last week, which was fucking great great that was a great text thread um I enjoyed the, the shit out of that so today when i was in there i was like i had to take a shit because i ate a lot of cheesecake <laughs> <laughs> what, like an like, amount of cheesecake was it like a desk of cheesecake or it what? was okay the so cake desk the yeah, cake. It's a unit of measurement yeah like, desk. Like, no okay sorry a pallet of a pallet it wasn't a pallet but it was like you know good sized cheesecake and i ate like more than half of it why because Cheese, no. yo, cheesecake is like literally as someone who is way fatter than both of you. Yeah, cheesecake is too sweet. It's for me. it's was also like it a store bought cheesecake or a homemade cheesecake. Uh, it was like I, from a bakery. I cheesecake. think it was from a bakery. Okay, it was really fine, good. It was one of the, my coworkers' birthdays, and um, they only ate like little slivers of pieces. And I was like, okay, it was like <laughs> you wait, wait at a place you just started. Yeah, you ate half of their cake. They, they told me to eat it. They didn't believe I could eat like more than two pieces. Like it's so thick and heavy, and I'm like end like i so i had to prove a point at that point i was like i could finish this and i didn't finish it so you did it but they were kind of like they popped in every so often like looking like i'm fine and like 20 minutes later they're like where you going i'm like and mind you it's all females i'm like the bathroom (laughs) so this is the fucked up part of the story so i'm I'm feeling it like all the fucking dairy and the the creaminess of it is running through me (laughs) and i walk in and there's a so the bathroom is for the the three or four offices on the top floor and uh, it's a password to get in. It's one stall, one urinal. So I walk up and I look. I always peep under the fucking stall to make sure you know you can see the the Austin Power shoes in some cases. <laughs> um, so I'm looking and there's someone in there. I'm like shit. So I kind of stand there and I can tell he's finishing up. He get, comes out and he goes, "Hey man, I'm not gonna wash my hands. Is that cool?" And I'm like. No, I, I was like, I was like, I guess I don't work with you. And he's like, all right. And he just leaves. I'm like, that's a weird fucking thing to say to a stranger. In the middle of a global pandemic. <laughs> and not to mention, like, usually you just wash your hands. I, you shit. I appreciate his honesty about his filth. But he also really bombed that fucking toilet. Oh, Because, like, I walked in and you could tell someone just had a mess because the stains are on the bowl still. Just had a mess. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, the, my. my the, the, they left wallpaper hanging. Yeah, there, there was wallpaper. It was spackle. <laughs> it's fucking mortar that you make with a house. Yeah, dude. It was gross. Um, I did wash my hands after making boom booms. Um, and I, I still don't feel great. I didn't even eat my dinner because there's so much cheesecake just oh, kind of rolling. Okay, Olivia. Um, kind of oh, rolling. Poor you. I wish the Lord would take me now. That's that is how I felt earlier. Um, I was thrilled to learn that uh, I didn't realize there was that fucking Wawa right there, which I'm fucking pumped about. It's literally two minutes from me. Yep. So I went in oh, there right before the mall, right? 
right? Yeah, yeah, in yeah. Fairfield. I was like, oh, cool. And I went in and bought peach iced tea because that's always like a thing I have to get. Last time I was at Wawa, I was told I couldn't fucking. Oh, I wasn't even told. They didn't bring me my fucking sandwich after we went to I that know. concert. I waited. I was, I was for 45 minutes. I just gave my ki- ticket to the kid. I was like, you could have it. Yeah, and that's when, like, two days later, I found Josh in his stupid fucking shit that he threw in the back of my truck. <laughs> All right, guys. So this is episode 122, you watch, I listen. We will see you in a moment. The okay. You Watch, I Listen podcast starts now. had to be evacuated for a bomb threat. Oh, fuck yeah. Oh, take it out, take it out. <laughs> oh, suck it nice and slow. <laughs> a couple other really funny news stories. Kenny G. Who the fuck is Kenny G? The fucking clarinet player. Oh, suck it nice. <laughs> what did he do wrong? It's time for the You Watch, I Listen podcast. And always remember, don't sniff it, just do it. Listen, I'm just going to start a petition right now. To kick Quaz out of everything? Just tell Quaz to, to listen, just stay down in Jersey City. There's a reason why you moved down. So he there. hit me up Saturday night. Why? To do what? Because he's bored? Oh, well, yeah. He was That's like, what happens when you move 45 He was like, away. what are you doing tomorrow? I was like, well, I'm hanging out with Pat and Ann. We're watching football. Um, what's going on? He's like, I'm actually going up to see my uh, my parents are up. I'm going to my uncles to see them. And then I'll be in town. Haven't seen you in a while. Bring Scooby by. I'm like, great, dude. Sounds good. It's like... One o'clock, and I text him. He told me like between two and four. I'm like, hey, when are you coming by? He goes, I'm sick. And I'm like, what do you mean you're sick? He goes, I had a couple beers and then I threw up this morning. I'm like, you are sick. Stay the fuck home. Yeah, he's like, you shouldn't. You have something wrong with you if you have like three beers and you're throwing up the next day. Yep. Um. So Quaz is a coward. Uh, <laughs> the moral is st- literally the worst. The, yeah, he is among the worst. I, I don't know what I, I say to him the other day. He's complaining. No one comes up, and I'm like, dude, find out what the Cowboys' bye week is. Justin will come up and hang out. He doesn't reply. Yeah. Like, do you want us to come? It's own fucking fault. Do you want us to come or no? Wait. So the other Quaz doesn't want anyone to come, and that's why he hasn't sex in like two years. So it was wait, it was Monday. It was like Sunday night. Bob's. I was over by Bob's house to watch the fucking game. So we're watching the Sunday games, and he goes, "I think I'm gonna go by Quaz's uh, for the night game." And he goes, "You want to come?" I go, "No." Dude, and he's looking at me. He goes, "But you live in Little Falls. It's not that far." I go, "No, Jersey City is far from anywhere. Yeah, from Bayonne, it's far. Because it, like, literally, it doesn't matter what time of day it is. I, there's traffic. I know where he lives, and I know the the, the route to get there. You have the, fa- the the fact I have to take one and nine to go to a friend's house. I, they're not that good. Yeah, friends. no, no, they're not that good. Of friends. Dude, for me to take one I wouldn't and nine. go. I'm sorry, you're not. I, I wouldn't go see you. I wouldn't go see Josh. First w- of all, I wouldn't ask you. Yeah, you'd be like, I moved down here, and I realize I have to come to you. Correct. Like, I think Justin's talking about, like, the Bloomfield area. That's reasonable. Well, I said Bloomfield. I even told him Little Falls, even my area, because there's so many ways to get the and there's town And too. there's townhouses around there. Yeah. Um, I was just driving through um, Cedar Grove today, and there's a ton of really nice townhouses. That's actually a very nice area, Cedar, Cedar Grove. It's very expensive. It's very Yeah, you could tell. I don't know if that's in Justin's uh, price range. He's spending too much money on Funko Pops. Uh, <laughs> spending your money on fucking toys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, again, so we'll start out with the first thing, Taylor. Um, 
Uh, it's been two weeks. How have your two weeks been? Uh, it's been fine. i just been, you know, just working my ass off because it's been uh, kind of turning back around. Yeah, you're getting to your, your season where we're going to have to get creative with the scheduling. Yeah. We're gonna, the weeks when you're on call, we'll get someone in here. Um, we did pretty, we actually did pretty fucking good with that last year. Yeah. I think you only bad. missed like two episodes even through the winter. Yeah, but it was a very mild winter. Yeah, I, I'm not expecting that this year with the hurricane season we had. Yeah. And I thought hurricane season was over. It's never over. <laughs> no, it's not. Especially if you live in Louisiana. Just fucking move. Did you have anything else exciting happen to you? Any uh, strange events? Uh, I got stabbed with a screwdriver today. That's good. Well, that's I, good. I stabbed me with a screwdriver. I, honestly, I'm jealous whoever did it. Oh, you stabbed yourself. I, that's on my bucket list. Is, is it? To stab you with a screwdriver or um, a, a gun. I had to. Oh, cool. <laughs> stab you with a gun. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to make a gun. Like it's like a bayonet. Like, sound, like, sound like fucking Alan Rickman in the fucking Robin Hood movie. Did you I'm have gonna, any? Do you have I'm going to cut your heart out with a spoon. Did you really? have any male Alan? <laughs> Tons you of pictures. Of, it's one of the best Andre scenes. I'm going to flood you with pictures of Alan. <laughs> <laughs> Just, uh, I love the, the MLA episode. MLA is pretty fucking but, gross. Uh, no, nah, it's pretty much, it's been very run of the mill. I just haven't had any time to really do anything. Just besides beat Bloodborne. Finally. Yeah, finally. Fucking shit. And then, and then I, wait, and How then. How many hours do you think you pumped into that game? Uh, over 130. God damn. Na- now I'm into New Game Plus, which is I would even say that harder. week that you were home, you probably played at least 70 hours of it that week. Easy. Not, not that much, but I did play a lot. I would okay. say minimum 50. 40, 48. At least two I, days worth. I did minimum two days worth. There was probably, was there was at least one day where you woke up early, you ate, or you pl- ate while you played, and you played pretty much besides poop, pee, and gaming, and then you're like, I'm going to bed, and that was probably like a, a 7 to 11 day. It was a 7 to 1 a.m. Yeah, yeah, and it was day. Bloodborne all day. Facts. Okay, it's like old Halo 3 days. Yeah, big facts. Big, okay, very good. Josh, how was your week? Uh, my week was solid. You know, I uh, worked a lot, like I always fucking do. Yeah. Uh, I went long-range shooting on Sunday morning, which was pretty nice. Where'd you do that? Uh, there's a outdoor range up in Highland Lakes called Cherry Ridge. Who'd you go with? Uh, just a, a couple of uh, a couple of guys that come to the range. Um, nice. And uh, the the guy who installed our HVAC system at the range as well. Cool. Um, yeah, cool people. You know, had a good time. Yeah, that's nice. Um, you know, I hired a guy to fill an important position at, uh, at my company, and then he died. Um, okay, uh, so can you explain this? That's honestly, so sad. When, when did you hire him? Uh, I hired him uh, not this Saturday that just passed, but the Saturday so t- before. Uh, that. Almost two weeks ago. Yeah. Two weeks ago this Saturday. So that would be about like like he puts in his two weeks. Notes. Yeah, like he was yeah. going to start next month. Monday. So, and you actually been looking to fill this position for a while because you asked one of our friends yeah, if he I've would been, be interested. I've been trying to convince Bob to do it because it, yeah, and he's a cocksucker. He, yeah, he's a like you referred to Quaz before. He's a coward. Yeah, he's a coward. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Bob is also a Yo, coward. Bring coward back. <laughs> like that's like, just, that's the new thing. And it could be about anything. It's no, an insult. That's what, that's what I'm saying. So it's like, hey, Justin, how was your day? Fuck you, coward. Yeah. Like, or you know even it's like, like Justin, how was your day? So like, oh, I was pretty good. You fucking coward. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I like that. We'll bring back coward. That's um, fucking great. Because even. Make coward great again. Yes. Um, even in the context they said about quads didn't make any sense. So that's where it makes sense. Um, so you, you're looking to fill this position because it's yep. also going to alleviate some of the work on you. Correct. Because um, you're kind of doing that job right now. That is so you hired this guy two weeks ago. Today is Tuesday. And you get a phone call. I get a phone call. Uh, I get a phone call from the, the gentleman's the, the wife. The gentleman's wife. Uh, says, hey, you know, you don't know me, but the, I'm this person's. Uh, wife and um, it's a great impression of the wife, to, by the way. Yeah. Oh, fuck you, Taylor, <laughs> you fucking coward. <laughs> it's actually applicable there. <laughs> Is it? Um, you know, uh, he was supposed to start there. You know, on Monday, uh, I got some bad news. He's not going to be able to come in. Uh, he just passed away. Okay. So, like, what does she mean by just Friday? 
Friday. Okay, so not just. She, she let the body g- get cold a little bit. Yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't think that's how, how it happened. <laughs> I, whatever. She could have been looking at it for a while. I don't know. She waited a little bit to see if he got up. Um, so what was your immediate reaction to her saying, the guy you hired, my husband, is not starting on Monday. He doesn't have COVID. He's dead. Well, I felt very bad for her. Of course. You know, uh, you know the, he was a relatively young guy. He was in his 40s. They have three children. Um that's things. You, you know, you never. Yeah, it's sad. Very sad. You know, anytime, anytime that that sort of situation happens, you know, all all you can do if you're a decent person is is feel for the people involved. Correct. You know, later on the day, as I processed out of then, I thought, man, I got to open up this job again on all the fucking, <laughs> you know, job sites. I got to go through the whole interview process again. But you know, a man just fucking died. Like I can't be that upset about that. Yeah. When I'm yeah. dealing with the fact that. He was a pretty cool guy, you know. Yeah. We, we we got to know. I each mean, other part a of the reason bit. you hired him is because you could tell you could mesh with this dude. Exactly. exactly. And when you're in the hiring process, you got to vibe with people. Exactly. And I hit it off with this guy like right off the bat. You know, his interview. Some interviews last like 10, 15, 20 minutes. I talked to this guy for like an hour and a half. Yeah. And, and those are the best interviews and the people you get the best feelings about. Yeah. And you get and if you're being interviewed, you get the best feeling about the Unless company. You're being interviewed right. by fucking Paul for uh, two fucking hours. Well, let me ask you something, <laughs> kiddo. <laughs> Do you think I shit my pants? <laughs> no. It's just a bubble. <laughs> okay. So you now need to fill his position again. I do. Um, and you didn't want to offer it to his wife? I'm just saying because now she's going to have to pull double duty. All right, dude. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, don't say sorry because you said duty. Yeah, you said dude. All right, dude. You said duty. Yeah, a duty. Is that why you said? <laughs> you said you're going to pull double duty. Duty. Duty is always funny. I'm sorry. A uh, call of duty. I play like it pops up. And I'm like, it says duty. All right. So why don't we Fucking get child? So why don't we get into our stuff? Um, I'm figuring uh, I'm going to go first because uh, you got two movies. Uh-huh. You're doing Texas Chainsaw. Right. So I figured it'd be easiest if we just do that. Now, um, I it's funny because. I've realized I've been complicating my like note taking for songs. I'm on the road most of the time, so I'm listening in the car and I'm like, so I'm not. You're trying to have initial reactions. Yeah, and I'm not gonna write while I'm fucking driving. I'm like sitting here, like I'm left-handed. It's smearing, so I do the safer thing and I text. I text it while I'm you're doing. Probably it. a better penmanship. <laughs> you'll, you'll still probably a better penmanship than Josh. <laughs> Fuck you. No, my penmanship is awful, dude. Um, it, it sucks because if I was a righty, my penmanship will be fine. But being a lefty, I have to like make sure because everything smears off on your fucking hand. Well, I always Wait, said that because you like you're a lefty. It. I write with my left hand jerk off. I have never no, noticed that's, that. No, that's because I've jerked you off with my right hand. True. Oh, um, true. There we go. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. The, the case is solved. Finally. Yes. Um, no, I am. Case. I do write with my left hand, but like with this one, like any kind of ballpoint pen, it just war- rubs off. I can never use erasable pen. Just all my writing's gone. It's like you rubbed I, off Josh. Oh, yeah. Well, exactly. I, yeah, I rubbed out, rubbed off, broke same, his back same out. Thing, dump <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, dump him. Um, I dumped him in him. Um, okay. <laughs> so you gave me, uh, you gave me a falling in reverse Coming home, and you also gave me two other songs, yes. uh, singles. So I'm going to do the singles first, if that's cool. That's fine. I have no familiarity with this band. Um, I'm familiar with this previous band, um, Escape, uh, Escape, the Escape the Fate. Did like not them. that familiar. I know. I, I, I it slipped my mind. I, know. I didn't realize it was they him. Haven't been I, since 2006. I know. Bro. I, I didn't realize it was his band until I was like reading up on them a little bit, and that's oh. when I discovered. Um, God bless him. He's banging out Page. Uh, more power to him. So the first one you gave me is Popular Monster, the song that Josh shit on, right? Yes. Okay. So I actually knew this song because it was on. It was 
a featured song on the WWE pay-per-view Backlash 2000. Yes, it was, yeah. So I knew that song. Um, I actually do like it. Um, I I get where Josh is coming from because you probably don't so. like the rap blend of it. Yeah. Um, at first, it was kind of like this. I was like, where's this going? I'm like, I hope the whole song isn't like this, but it's not. Chorus is fucking great. And then when it gets heavy at the fucking end, it's, it's a fucking banger. I, I, did you watch the music video for it? I did. I actually Bro, thought the music why? video is great. The music video is cool. Um, I understand. I don't mean to shit on you. It's funny. I get, I get the principle get of it, it, but I would probably have the same sentiment as Josh if that's all it was, but I thought that they it balanced into it pretty well, and yes, he is a better mumble rapper rapper than most mumble rappers. Um, and the next you song you gave me... what he says. Correct. The next song you gave me was Drugs with Corey Taylor, um, but he raps on this one, too, and he spits. He spits hot fire like Dylan. Um, <laughs> uh, I was very, very impressed with that one. Um, it's a good song, and then Corey comes in, and it fucking rips, yeah, and it sounds like literally in Slipknot when they... The breakdown comes down. Die, uh, motherfucker. Yeah, die. Yeah, dude. Die. I was I, I loved it. I gave that a five. Um, so I really like both those songs. It was a nice prelude to what I was getting into. Um, so the album Coming Home is after he was out of jail, right? He It's way after. Okay, way after, but he was sober now. I don't know. Yeah, he's been sober the, for a while. The theme now. of this album did have a lot to do with sobriety and toxic relationships. So um, is this this entire band is basically based around his sobriety and how he's come out of that really dark place. Yeah. He's still that's yeah. he's still crazy. Well, yeah, and I mean like, it's a mental illness. And, no matter what, instead of coming, instead of instead of using that craziness and drugs and alcohol, he's poured it into falling in reverse. This is why you get songs like Popular Monster yeah. and like Fuck You and all your friends and so, shit like so that. So let me say. Um if this album were, it's so weird because lyrically on most of the songs, I, I can sit there and I'll read the lyrics and I'll listen to them and I'll be like, I shouldn't like this. It's a little heavy handed, but his voice is fucking incredible. Yeah. The music is fucking great. So the blend of those two things makes me forget about when the lyrics are heavy handed. Um, so I'll start out by saying this is a five out of five. I, I, I loved this album. Uh, so the opening track coming home, um, he shows off his vocal range very early on, which he definitely has. I like that. I gave that a four. Uh, Broken is fucking great. That's a five. Lyrics are great. The structure of the song is great. I love the electric blend put into it. Um, Loser might be my favorite song yeah, on here. Great. Loser's great. Um, and it, it's a brilliant insight to like a codependent relationship and addiction. And um, where they're kind of like relying on each other. And she, the the person, the other person in the relationship is telling you, no, this is what we have to do. Is you're out in the street, Patterson, and you're both sucking cock for dope. Um, the lyrics are very simplistic, but they're deep. I almost spit everywhere. <laughs> but that's kind of what it was, though. Like they were talking about, I like, just if, wasn't if this is winning, sucking, why do, sucking dick uh, for But like that lyric, if this is what, uh, what winning is, why do I feel like a loser? Yeah. Like, it's uh, very, very good. Um, fuck all you, you and all your friends, or fuck you and all your friends. Five. Um, it's an angry, yet it's upbeat and super fucking like, catchy. I, I love the end of it specifically, yes. where he's holding it. Fuck you and all your friends. And yeah. Nah, nah, nah. Over I, that. Usually that part kind of stinks because it is very cookie cutter. Yes, I agree with I, you. Yeah. But like I said, I, most of that stuff that I usually point out and don't yeah. like. I thought it worked incredibly well in so, these songs. They fitted into the right spots, and it didn't carry the song. I really like that you that you look past that because it is very yeah. heavy-handed because Ronnie, the, to me, in 10, 15 years from now, will be seen... Not, I don't want to say a visionary or a genius because that's putting too much... Like, that's too much, a little too much respect on the name, but, like, sure. he really is, like, ahead of the game when it comes to this shit. He really yeah. is. Well, uh, and going to the next song, uh, I Hate Everyone. I gave that a four. Um, it's funny, I wrote, it's a little heavy-handed and a little corny, but oh, I like, but I liked a it a lot. Corny. It's a little corny, it's but I, very I, corny. but it's so catchy. I know, I know. I was shocked at how catchy it was. I hate uh, everyone. 
Um, oh, so next to um, Loser, my next favorite song, and maybe it's this one. Uh, I'm bad at life is fucking incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I gave that a, that might be a fucking six. Um, it's up. It might be. I might make it like it more than Loser. Um, the vocal range on the chorus is unbelievable. The the second verse where it picks up the speed is fantastic, and it's a very dark song. Mm-hmm. Um, the lyrics are very dark. Uh, hanging on was a five. Um, it's something we all can relate to. A dragged out relationship. Um, so I appreciated those lyrics. Superhero um, was a five. It's a song about self-loathing, um, which I can always relate to. Straight to hell's a five. I don't mind. I related to. That's a five. Um, it's blaming the parent for passing down addiction, mental illness, and things like that. Taking accountability or, or passing the buck um, for the mistakes you make when you're there. I thought it was great. The Departure, a five. Amazing bass line. Really like that one. Um, and the bass, that's the only song where the bass really car- plays lead on the album. Um, I always like that. Right now, um, it's a really upbeat riff, especially on the second verse. It actually reminded me a little bit of Fountains of Wayne. It did. As, as funny as that is. So I gave that a five. And the, uh, the last song was my least favorite, but I still really liked it. Paparazzi was a four. Um, I dug it. The, the verse sounds like some 41 a little bit. Um, it's corny, but it's fun. And it's so weird because this album's tone goes from very dark to very serious to very goofy to heavy-handed to fun uh his voice is just unbelievable and again going back to it the lyrics are heavy-handed and as far as him being a visionary i could definitely see that because he's definitely comes off like a pretentious fucking douche in most cases um but most of the great writers are most of the great artists are um you have to be i don't even know what genre to call this i think it what do they consider it post hardcore I, I i i don't I, know what that means i, I don't even genre falling in reverse i just say like what is it it's falling it's, in reverse it's like it's really hard rock. I just think it's hard rock if you boil it down to anything. It's it's closer to Stone Sour than it is anything else in some ways. Yeah, um, that's that's a, that's a comparison I didn't there, really there's, think of. It, 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 Stone Sour doesn't do as much with the electronic stuff to it, but the sound of the guitars, the music on it's great. I was so impressed with this album with minimal minimal expectations because I didn't really know them. Um, I, I was absolutely floored by his voice in every single way. Um, just a, a great album, a five out of five. Uh, one of the best albums I've gotten on the show. Go listen to Falling in Reverse, Coming Home. Loved it. Sweet. And then uh, just homework in case you ever want Sure. To, um, you listen to their first single they put out, which is The Drug in Me Is You. And then he... I actually listened to that one by accident. Right. Because and, I thought it was drugs. Yeah. <laughs> and then they did... Uh, he did a reimagined where it's all piano. Oh, Dude, interesting. So he redid it like like four years later. Okay, it's complete. It's uh, that's it's, pretty cool. He's on a piano and he's singing. Okay, it, they, he, his voice, his highs and lows are so good. That's what I'm saying. Um, on need, that, well, you need to listen to that. The drug in me is reimagined because it really puts uh, it, like it, it, his vocals are officially on the forefront of that song particular because it sounds like an operatic. Well, I was just going to use that word on "I'm Bad at Life" in mm-hmm. the chorus. It gets operatic when he stretches that first me. Yeah. It, it's powerful, yeah. and even on loser, his his voice is it goes it's higher pitch, but it has soul to it, Absolutely. and that's the thing that stands out to me. And then when I get a song with him and Corey Taylor, I'm like, Corey's one of my favorite vocalists, and this dude is uh, one album is one of uh, one of the best vocalists I've heard from something that's new in my mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, what a talent! What a talent! That's fucking awesome. Cool. All right, so I have bad news for you. Okay, I was only able to watch one movie. Okay, um, but the movie I watched was Cabin in the Woods. Very good. Okay, so because I was well, told that this added the two 
knew that I, that I was given, I was going to like this one the most. Sure. So why don't you, you're going to double down this week then. Four. Do Return of the Living Dead. Sure. And I'll give you if, the other one. If I can. Well, let me do Return of the Living Dead this week. Okay, fine. We'll keep with Return of the Living Dead. Sounds sure. good. Okay. And then you can just talk about it. So uh, Cabin in the Woods. I took some notes down, so I'm going to Very good. Very good. I'm excited to hear so this, the Josh. First, so the first thing I wrote. Now I, need, now, I need to remind everybody who's listening, including my two friends right here. I was on a lot of vitamins. Oh, that's a great I, movie to I, watch on I vitamins. Vitamins. The first thing I wrote, they haven't even gotten to the woods yet, and this movie rules. It starts out with those two guys. It's so fucking good. I was like, why is Dobek in this fucking movie? And I, I couldn't place the other guy, but I've seen him in shit before. I couldn't. Oh, it's, it's, it, dude, it's fucking Eric from Billy Madison. Eric! Ew. Yeah, he's Ew, a bat. That's Eric, dude. Yeah, it's oh Eric. Oh, my dude, God. Dude, I know. Like, when I first saw it, I was like, this doesn't look like a horror movie. They're, like, dicking around, and then it just cuts. Cabin in the woods. It's, like, so ridiculous. And then uh, I just wrote, the bird died, dude, when it hit the fucking fake thing. So, so you kind of, uh, you don't even know, like, what you're getting into when you see that. You're like, what is this? And then immediately when the movie starts, it, it, it goes right into those horror stereotypes. Yeah. Chris Hemsworth's the good-looking jock. The jock. This and then and you have uh, his good-looking blonde, uh, his good-looking blonde, like, the nerd. Kind of you girlfriend. Have, then you have the virgin, who's the redhead. The nerd, the nerdy guy. The nerdy guy. And then you have the stoner, who was my favorite. <laughs> he fucking ruled when he rolls up and he has. What, I don't remember what it was. It looks like a coffee mug. That's like a, a bomb, dude. It's a coffee mug. That's a fucking. Dude, did you bomb. die when you saw that? Yeah. So, uh, so then I also, so then uh, you know, uh, the premise of the movie, they're going up to uh, Chris Hemsworth's uh, friend's cabin yeah. that they have in the woods. Ironically, and that they're taking this big motor home, a dirt bike, all this shit, and they're all gonna go up. Yeah, they're gonna drink and make mistakes. Yeah, and have a good time. Debauchery. So as they're driving up, you get the old fucking, you know, you get the old fucking horror trope. You know, we need gas. And then you go, the gas station owners, uh, the gas station owner's a prick. Cliche, turn down the dirt road, fucking He's guy. pretty much warning you, like, don't go down there. Yeah. And literally, it happens in Hills Have Eyes. It happens in Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yep. It's a classic thing. Don't go up there. Uh, and I appreciate that little, just little bit of stuff to show. I mean, it even happened in Pee Wee's Big Adventure, but yes. it wasn't like a gas station guy, but it was Large March. Yeah, Large, and that's a great point. You yeah, know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, which is fucking, a horrific scene as a child. Oh, I love that fucking movie. Fucked up, man. Pee Wee's Great Adventure is great. Um, and then the, and I also wrote the cabin is lame as fuck, uh, and then you don't eat raccoons, stupid. Yeah. Because they're like, oh yeah, we're gonna go and we're gonna you're gonna cook us a raccoon or something. And I'm like, you gonna fucking eat raccoons, stupid so, assholes. So they like, get the, what the fuck, man? I, yeah, you get they get to the house and first thing that's like really stands out is the mirrors, right? The the two way mirror, I guess. Yeah. So double mirror with the hot redhead. That's not weird or anything. She is hot. Yeah. Yeah. So. Basically, what we're slowly finding out, because it's not—it's a soft reveal throughout the movie—is that Dobek and Eric are fucking are, are working for this company that are essentially working for this cult to keep these gods at. And bay. it's like a cult that is worldwide. It's like an agreement that they're fighting uh, the elders. Correct. The elders. And-, and so what's happening is, is that these five people that are going to this cabin are on a Truman Show type game show. Yeah, they don't know it. And everyone is everyone is placing. Bets. Dude, you'd be betting on it. Like, I'll take the under. <laughs> Dude, first of all, I, like if I knew what the odds were, and I, I wish they would have given me lines because I 100% would not have fucking picked redneck zombies Red- as opposed to zombies and that lady lost. Yep. That was fucking great. <laughs> so double mirror, uh, sweet goat picture with, uh, I said sweet sweet goat picture, you godless whore. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm just like these are just initial reactions because there's like a goat picture that's hanging over the double mirror, and then they put they put it back, then you put whatever. So I said, wait, what the fuck is this? The Truman Show? Yeah. That's when I realized, like, oh, dude, like, like this isn't this this is real. Yeah. This, this is something that's gonna fuck them up, and they basically <laughs> um they pick their own destiny, and it's like in every horror movie where you have the option not to open that door, not to read from the Book of the Dead like an Evil Dead, which is also in a cabin, so there's some inspiration from that. Sure. Um, and they they're all sitting it there. It looks like Evil Dead. Yeah, it's very Evil Dead-ish yeah. in a lot of ways, and they're all sitting there watching, Dobek and Eric are watching, um, and they're like, what are they going to pick? And then the, I, guess, I think it's a girl that picks it up and reads it, Yeah, right? she's reading the diary of this this chick from, like, the night, was the 1800s, 1900s, whatever yeah. the fuck it is, and, uh, like, how, like, the cult cut her arm off, and it's, like, all this fucked up shit, but when, I, I love at the end, when it's like, what does that say? I can't read it. It's in Latin. And the stoner guy, who's the smart one, goes... Please don't. I, I've drawn a line in the fucking sand. Don't read the Latin. The stoner always has the right idea. And the second I heard that, oh, it's in Latin. I'm like, here's that, where here's where it starts. Here's where it goes down. And, and then so this is also what I wrote. I go this 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 might be hard to believe, but the stoner is the funny guy. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah, like it's he was genuinely funny talking like his talking time, conspiracy his, his, shit. His timing was really good. The actor. So I then, don't even know who that is. No, I don't know either. So then um, Doback and Eric they start pumping in the pheromones to the place, so they get all fucking Randy. Um, um, the Hemsworth and Randy. the yeah, uh, Randy. Hemsworth, Hemsworth and the the uh, hot blonde go outside and start doing it. They start doing stuff. They they they, they try to start doing yeah. stuff. And then what happens? And then the, the very next thing I wrote, uh, I oh, because so the other part is like they're enjoying the lake. They're swimming in the lake, right? And it's like the it's like oh my god, what's that? And then like oh, it's my girlfriend. And then he jumps in and goes, what's that? It's a gorgeous man. It's just so fucking stupid. <laughs> so, I know, and he's so great. Then, at Chris so Hemsworth. Then, then I wrote. Kids in the lake, dot 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 Crystal Lake. Jason, yeah. and this is just a random high thought. Jason was a terrible goalie because he doesn't save anybody. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Shut up. Fuck yeah. That's literally, I wrote a line and said, fuck yeah. <laughs> good. I was so. Uh, I've written that down time. for songs before. I've just wrote in yeah. fuck and sometimes just ass. And then I go, uh, world's, uh, world's largest chord. Wow. Yo, that fucking, that fucking uh, bear trap on a string is cool as shit. Yo, he fucked her up. Pulled her out. And then it's like kind of fucked up how like she got like mangled. Okay. Like right in front of him. Yeah, That yeah, was yeah. wild. Uh, the, uh, the stoner getting dragged away. Like get, assuming that he gets murdered. Yeah, yeah. It's fucking wild. And then you get other things. They, I love when they, it comes up on the family. And Doba or Eric goes, I wanted the merman, which we'll get to later. Yeah. So things start unraveling. They realize shit's going down. People are getting fucked up. The great escape comes up with Chris Hemsworth on the dirt bike. And you're yo. like, this motherfucker, I'm, Thor. I'm like, yo, he's going to save the day. <laughs> he and then send, he, he sends it. He hits yeah, full, <laughs> full send, right, over this fucking gorge. You think he's like going to make he's it? fucking evil Knievel trying to jump the fucking Grand Canyon. And he's like, and obviously it's shitty CG. And yeah, it's like course. fucking flying past him. And he just eats shit into this invisible wall. Douche. And he's fucking... Fl and you just... I love that you see him falling down. Every time he hits the wall, it lights it's up. Dun, 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 dun. And he goes down and down and it's, down. And I, they keep watching him. It's like the bridge I'm in watching. Asgard. It's, <laughs> the, like, it's so, so fucking and, funny. So, uh, and I love how um, you're learning more and more about the cult as the movie goes on. Yeah, and so you're like, seeing it happen in other places around the world. In Japan, the yeah. school kids are fighting so, ghosts. Right. So, but hold on, <laughs> wait. so they're trying to escape. And they're realizing the people that are running the game show are realizing that you know they are legitimately going to escape yeah and it's like oh you gotta blow the, you gotta blow the tunnel gotta blow the tunnel and it's like uh like they're trying to call hr they're trying to call demolition and no one's well doing they think anything. that the girl got killed they yeah. think that she got killed oh the virgin has to die last she's dead yeah so um the stoner isn't dead 
comes and saves her. Well, no, I well, well that's what I was, I was getting to that. What I was saying was so like the, as they're escaping, kind of, and Chris Hemsworth is still alive. Yes, yes. As they're in, the, like he like trips a wire and that just magically explodes the yeah. fucking tunnel. <laughs> but then, so they go back, and then the fucking and then the nerd kid gets fucking gets fucking killed. Yes. So now all that's left, we're led to believe, is just the virgin chick that's yeah. alive still, and you know. She's like doesn't know what to do, and next thing I know, the the, the stoner kid shows up out of nowhere and fucking saves her. Yeah, saves, and I'm saves like, the shit out of and her. And I'm like, th- like, watch, this is gonna, this is all gonna go to shit in about two seconds. You think it's bad now? And sure enough, he finds like this hatch that goes into like an the, elevator that goes into the base that houses all these entities that they and have. They, you see some of them. Some of them are fucking creepy as shit. The, now I want to tell you a little homage. I, I I didn't even pick up on until like the third time I caught it. There was supposed to be a partnership with Valve and the studio that made. This movie. Wait, uh, can I guess? What? Is it something about the orange box? Or no, look, dude. The, in in the movie, they have the witch, they have the tank. They in the boxes, you could see the Left for Dead characters. You really have to look because yeah, I didn't dude. see that. No, I I, 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 I was to, fucking freaking out I about had, the fucking werewolf. I had to find out. I I read about it, and then when I watched it again, I saw. I was like, yeah, that dude. There's a fucking boomer too. Yeah, dude. I'm like, that, I'm like, that's really cool. That is I was like, that's sweet. really cool. So they go through all this. They come out. Yeah, they come out, and then they realize they're in like this fucked up elevator. And then they're in like this weird, like uh, all these weird elevators, and all these fucking entities are housed, which essentially is like how they kill certain people in the show yeah. throughout the world. Yes. Um. So they find their way through, and the next thing I know, this fucking lady, uh, or, or the virgin chick and the stoner, they release all the demons. They release all of them, and they she gets fucking weird. Killer clowns, dude. A so snake. Th- th- they're murdering everybody at this at this fake vault company, and they're <laughs> fucking killing everybody and killing everybody. And uh, the stoner and this chick are fucking underneath like Wait, this, you this get, terminal. You didn't get to the best part dude, with Eric. They're underneath this. I know, I'm getting okay. there. They get. They're at this terminal, and all you see is just like a windshield of blood. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, oh my god, it's finally over. Then more of them come out. Then it's more and more. So now it now it finally gets to Dobek and Eric, right? <laughs> and they're in like the main control room and they're watching everything. And just before this, they were screaming about how a bunch of nine year old Japanese girls couldn't somehow did a seance and, and captured a ghost, captured the ghost in yeah. some fucking book. And it's like, how fucking hard is it to kill nine year olds? Yeah. Um. So. It gets to Dobek and it gets to Eric and then shit's going weird. Eric's fucking shooting. He's, a like, monster he's, like, spider. he's like, I'm about to die. Dobek's on the ground trying to, like, I gotta bypass the codes or whatever. And next thing you know, he gets hit and Eric gets his face eaten by this fucked up thing. Well, Eric is sitting there. He's like, What is that? And it's the fucking merman. Uh-huh. <laughs> Dude, when it was the merman, I lost my shit because you heard about the merman the whole movie. He's like, Oh, and fucking eats him. Dude, he got eaten by a merman. <laughs> And the, the the best death is still to come. So then Dobek goes down. He goes down into the fucking cellar. And the other chick that was with him gets caught by some fucking octopus. Yeah. Him. So Dobek is running down this hallway. Dobek. And as soon as you think like he's in the clear, turn the corner and the virgin chick fucking stabbed him in the yep. chest. And I'm like... Fuck yeah, dude. This is awesome. Dobek's dead. Fuck him. So then, as things are unwinding, they get to, like, the bottom of the thing where all the blood from everyone dying was coming down. It's supposed to signal the elders that they're there. And then the leader of this whole thing comes out, and it's a a shock cameo. fucking Sigourney Weaver. Sigourney Weaver. Weaver. It's Ellen Ripley. Um, And her point, I I thought this scene was done really well because she's explaining, like, you know, it's one sacrifice for everyone, yada, yada. And you just think the girl, is the virgin's going to fucking cap her. And then she points the gun at the stoner. And you're kind of like, oh, shit, swerve, yeah, swerve. Yeah, yeah. And then, nope. It was done v- very well. And then, obviously, you know, the, the stoner and Sigourney Weaver start fighting. Yeah. And then the, the fucking the chick is getting mauled by a fucking werewolf. Yep. And then 
uh, I forget the that like there's other zombie coming with an axe and it just fucking just hits Sigourney Weaver in the top of the head with it. I think that was one of the redneck zombies. Yeah. <laughs> so she makes it all the way. Now it's the both of them sitting there. It's the both of them just sitting there, and it's like, well, what do we do? It's like, well, now the greater ones, these greater gods are going to come and rule the earth, so we're fucked. So, naturally, the stoner lights up. Yeah, he lights up a J. <laughs> yeah, so next thing you know, the stoner and the, the virgin chick are sitting there, and they're smoking a blunt, and they're talking about it. They're like, you know, giant gods roaming the earth. You know, I kind of want to see that. And then just the movie ends where the fucking the ground breaks, and you see this massive arm come about, and then the movie's over. Yeah, I love it's that ending. fucking cool. I thought I it was really a really cool movie. concept. It really gets a 10. Yeah, I, 10. I knew you'd like I it, dude. I really enjoyed the it's, shit out it's of it. It's a fun fucking movie, and the people that shit on it, like Colucci, that said it wasn't even scary, it wasn't supposed to be. It was making fun of the things that people get scared of, and the tropes. There was so much comedy in there that if you thought it was anything other than a comedy based in horror, you're a fucking idiot. And that goes back to the thing we've said on the show a hundred times. The line between horror and comedy is so thin yep. that if you can execute it well, you get a movie like Cabin in the Woods. Absolutely. Cool. So 10 out of 10. Really pumped. Now we'll pivot to you, Josh. Yes. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. One of the, uh, you know, if you're talking, you said your favorite genre is slashers. And I've had the conversation with people, if you make a Mount Rushmore of slashers, that, that Mount Rushmore does not exist without Leatherface taking his chainsaw and carving it out because that's where everything about the slasher came from. You know, there were previous ones like Psycho yeah. and Peeping Tom, but the, the tropes of the sla the modern slasher, big hulking figure that almost appears immortal, mm -hmm. um, the slowly getting picked off one by one, the person warning you on your way up yeah. that actually ends up being one of the bad guys. Yep. Um, I made the landlord watch it for the first time on Friday night. What you think? Um, she was not expecting what it was. Yeah. Um, she's first thing she said, and I was like, I felt like I was talking to Taylor because the first like few images in it are very graphic. You yeah. know, they're all the, the skulls, the hands or whatever she goes and as it went on a few times she's like you watch this by yourself in the dark i'm like yeah she goes you're fucked up <laughs> yeah and i was like she's like how old are you and you saw this i was like nine like yeah. i don't know nine and really young and i was like it's those kinds of ones never got to me no. like it's weird zombies did but not slashers you know like the thing the thing for me is like I, I don't get scared by scary movies, sure, and sure. I think that's why I like them, because I have, you know, a pretty high tolerance for yeah, what yeah, I can yeah. look at Same. On, a, on a screen. Um, but for me, it, it's not just slashers, it's horror in general that is that is heavily influenced by a movie like this. Yeah. Oh, um, oh insane. It's horror, it's it's music in a lot of cases, when you look you, at a lot of punk rock, You know, when the, when metal. The, when the movie starts out and you have that scene that's the slow pan away. Yeah from the mutilated body on top of the mm -hmm, headstone. Mm -hmm. And it just, you have the music and it's just a slow, ominous, yeah. kind of booming sound. And then it pulls out and you see what's going on and then you start getting the radio broadcasts. Yep. Uh, it's it's visceral It's visceral from the beginning. Yeah. And, uh, and from there it kind of gets, you know, it, it kind of starts off a little bit normal. You got a group of kids. They're... Nothing crazy really happens for the first half hour. You get no. the, the hitchhiker yeah. who you know is something wrong with, and he starts doing weird shit. He cuts himself with the knife. Yeah. He sets the picture on fire. They kick him out. He wipes his blood on. And that's when you're kind of like, oh, we're in for a bumpy road here. Yeah. Go ahead. You know, and they, they, they get to the gas station, and then you could kind of tell there's something off about this guy. Yeah. yeah. And get, he fed them the barbecue. <laughs> he fed them the barbecue. <laughs> fed them Scott um, Tetterman. <laughs> you know, and he finds out where they're going, who they are, and he kind of starts to warm up to them a little yeah, bit. Yeah, he's because, like, oh. you know, you don't realize, you know, you think, oh, maybe he must have been friends with this old guy. Yeah, the, guy, the guy in the wheelchair's like, oh, father, yeah. I know where they're going. Yeah. Um, 
Not where they want to go. No, they, they, they don't want to go there. I want them to go there, I but they don't. I haven't seen this movie in a very long oh, time. It's, so, like, I'm going to be, like, uh, like a week behind you guys. Yeah, right? yeah. You know it's I mean? it's it's absolutely sensational still. And honestly, we were talking about it. The 2003 remake was not bad by any standard. No, no it just, not at all. It was a bill, dude. Oh, she was. That's, like, prime. Her, that, and then I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry is prime Jessica Biel. Yes. Um, but um, going back to it, so, you know, they start to. And I, the thing that I think that makes this movie so effective is that. It was filmed on a budget of like $130,000. He cast all local kids with really no experience. Yeah. Some of them good, some of them not. The main girl, very, very good. Mm-hmm. Guy in the wheelchair, good character, not a great actor. Yeah. Um, and you know right away, you got a guy in a wheelchair, which you're kind of like, shit, like this dude is not long for this movie. And no. he ends up being one of the last surviving cast members. Yeah. Um, you know, and when they get to when they get to their grandfather's house uh-huh. uh, and they start finding all the... Uh, the skeleton murals. Yeah, yeah, like all that. the that, creepy That's shit. where they kind of start to figure, like, hey, something weird is kind of going on here, but they're kind of oblivious to it. Yeah. You know? It's a, the, what, the two people that go into the house first, the girl, and the girl leaves. Yeah. And the guy stays in, and that's where the first time you see Leatherface, the classic shot, and this is like horror, horror trivia for dummies, just like most people don't, uh, most people that aren't horror fans don't realize that Jason isn't even in the first movie till the very end, and he's not the killer. Right. Um, Leatherface's first kill is not with a hammer, or with a sledgehammer, or with a, a, a chainsaw, rather. It's with a hammer. Yeah. And it's a really brutal kill, mm-hmm. because he loads up, he's huge, he's the size of a professional wrestler, especially the way they filmed it, they got down a little bit, so he looked even bigger comparatively, yeah. and he just whacks the guy and he starts having the really spastic seizure. Yeah. Girl comes in, takes the girl. Puts her on the fucking On the hook. fucking meat hook, which is so fucking just disturbing as he's fucking sawing away at the fucking guy's leg. Yeah. Um, and that's when the other group of friends is like, where'd they go? Yeah. Where'd they go? You know, and that's where it really becomes, you know, what you know of as a slasher movie. Yes. They start getting picked off one by one. Mm-hmm. You have to chase through the woods. Yeah. And th- that... That scene where he's chasing her through the reeds and her hair keeps getting caught yeah. in the reeds oh, and shit, and that's like, and that was, and I think um, uh, the legendary director Tobe Hooper, um, who who passed away just a few years ago, within like a year of Wes Craven and George Romero, which sucked. Yeah. Um, he he said that that cast hated me because no one filming that movie didn't get hurt filming it. Yeah. Like the chainsaw was really that far away from the guy's face and the, his skin. Mm. Um, the, one of them got clack, cracked with the hammer for real. Um, there were multiple things here, and that just adds to the element of what you're watching becomes because it's very very real yeah um and it's almost like a documentary in some cases which benefits the movie in such a way that i don't know if it's been duplicated to that level it probably wasn't until the blair witch project which whatever you think about it that movie made a cultural impact on horror yeah my favorite scene in this movie is uh because obviously she hasn't realized it yet um when she kind of escapes, get back to the gas station, and the guy's got her sitting there on the bench, and she looks into the barbecue pit. Yeah. And that look on her face, and it's then like, you realize, holy shit. They ate people. They ate people. They ate people. Um, That's, see, out of out of everything that goes on on that movie, the remake, that was great. Yeah, yeah. That's the part. Arlie Emery was Ooh. great in the remake he when, great. <laughs> when he like, takes out his fucking teeth. <laughs> my, my favorite part from the original movie is actually at the end when he's dancing. With oh, the yeah. That's an uh, amazing shot that, to this day yeah. and a great like, way to end the movie. That's one thing that I remember very vividly. Um, the scene that, that... So the landlord they, wasn't... The eating people the, the, skeeves me out. The landlord yeah. wasn't scared of the movie, but she was creeped out when you realize, holy shit, Grandpa's alive, and then he's drinking her blood from her finger, uh-huh. and he's this decrepit, crusty fucking box of fucking flesh. Yeah. Um, and it, another trope that um, maybe is the most important to the the slasher genre that really started with Texas Chainsaw Massacre is the final girl. 
Yeah. And this was the first movie. Every one of these horror movies has had the final girl. Every slasher. You had Nancy in Nightmare on Elm Street. You had the, what's her name on the boat in um, Friday the 13th. Yep. Um, obviously, Jamie Lee Curtis in Halloween. And um, uh, Sidney Prescott in Scream. It goes on and on and on. And it all started with Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yep. Um, not very good sequels. Actually, the second one is criminally underrated. Yeah. I, I will say that. And then they get kind of shitty. The remake was good. Mm-hmm. The ones they've made since then, there was like the beginning was yeah. terrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, Texas Chainsaw 3D wasn't terrible. I will say. It wasn't terrible. I never, I, never I was I was pleasantly entertained by it. By mm-hmm. no means. I think when they started to, the thing that made um, Leatherface so interesting is that you also knew at the end of it that he was human because the chainsaw falls on his leg and cuts him up. Yeah. Um, and then they, he obviously turned into this more like immortal type figure as they went on. Um, his masks changed throughout the movie. When they come back, when she gets in the house, he's in a woman's mask and wearing the wig and everything. Yep. Um, they're obviously products of inbreeding, which became a future. I mean, think about it. Hills Have Eyes is a total total from that. Yep. And the big thing about this that I, I love, and this is one of the, it, you know, I think I still think my favorite slasher is the original Halloween. I think that's the best one. But, you know, best and first can be very, very close in siding, like Texas Chainsaw. Um, the marketing campaign for this was fucking brilliant. Um, when you think about it, we're talking about Texas Chainsaw Landlord and how you got creeped out by Grandpa. <laughs> oh, um, so uh, well, uh, the, the marketing campaign about how it was based on a true story, how he said that, even though obviously it wasn't. It was loosely based on Ed Gain, uh, um, but he did that because of all the, the misinformation that was happening in the, the Nixon administration. And the best horror often comes with very corrupt White Houses, which is why horror is in such a good place right now. It's it's crazy. Think about the 80s with Reagan, yep. where it was a very, I wouldn't even say corrupt, under Republican presidencies, horror is at its best. Had a boom in the early 2000s with Bush. Um, not so good under Obama, just like the country. Um, so, see, I'm an equal opportunity hater of presidents. So, um, I, it is a perfect movie. And it's short. It's a, only an hour and 22 minutes. The yep. ending, like how Taylor just said, an iconic shot. Again, if you make that Mount Rushmore, it doesn't exist without the chainsaw of Leatherface. Um, and I would say my Mount Rushmore is Leatherface. Um, I, I think that the safest way to go, Leatherface, Michael, Freddy, Jason. Jason. What would you say? I, I, I said Jason. What did you say? Um, Freddy. Freddy and okay. uh, Michael Myers. I, uh, I consider Hellraiser a slasher it's not because so much. I, I, no, I don't I actually I love, he- I love Hellraiser. Oh, yeah, yeah it's great. I, um, But I'm just saying, I just think of like, like I just, that, I feel like that pinhead is he, iconic, pinhead but is not, like, he's not, like, not as, like for, just for like me, I, would, I wouldn't necessarily Jason. consider, you might disagree with me, I wouldn't necessarily consider Candyman a slasher either. Um, you know, I, it, I it has to, heavily supernatural. It's, it is heavily supernatural as is Hellraiser. I think it, it probably, I would consider Hellraiser a slasher too. They're just they 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 borrow from other genres. Yeah. I actually love Candyman. I love Hell. The first three Hellraiser movies are great. I can't wait for this new Candyman. I, I can't wait to see what they do with it when coming back. The original Candyman was actually a very creepy movie. Yeah. And, and Toby um Tony Todd is an amazing horror icon. Um you know there's other guys. You just said Hellraiser. I actually I love Hellraiser. I read the book The Hellbound Heart, which is nothing like the movie, but yeah. it's a very good book. Um you know there's other guys on there like you can't deny that Chucky is an iconic slasher. Well, Sure. Okay, so we're talking strictly slashers. Right? Yeah, like from that okay. whole let's go, well, ghost, ghost face. Well, I was gonna. I mean, I thought we just, for some reason I was like I had like Matt Rushmore of like just horror in general. No, and, I, I and, mean Matt Rushmore like, of horror is really hard to pull off when you think about it because. I I, uh, you, I mean, of course, there's so many different iconic characters, so many different types of horror. Yeah. Like, like my rap, Matt Rushmore could be, will be, could be vi- like very different from yours. If from I yours. was doing, if I'm looking at it at Mount Rushmore, and like you know, you're talking like the most important films in the history of horror. Um, it's Psycho. 
Yeah. Without question. Yeah. Um, and this isn't a biased thing. It's Night of the Living Dead. 100%. Uh, well, for te- zombies. Yeah, it, yeah Texas tracks. Chainsaw Massacre. Mm-hmm. And then from there, it gets really dicey because well, you gotta put the Exorcist on there. I would say, no, I would say, say, I would say the Exorcist has to be the Exorcist. There, well, if you go for the last spot, it would be like more like the Exorcist, The Shining, yeah, and uh, Rosemary's Baby. I would say that's on there. There's a couple others you can argue. Jaws yeah. was huge. Jaws, Jaws is 100 percent a horror. Jaws not only um, is a horror movie; it created the modern summer blockbuster. Yeah. If you're talking big budget horror, you know this is where it gets weird. The first big budget horror movie ever made, like how you know the Conjuring is a huge series. I like the Conjuring movies. There's way better horror movies out there. I appreciate them for what they are. They're big budget horror. The very first one of those that existed was a little movie called Poltergeist, which is an amazing fucking movie to this day. And that was a huge movie that was actually fucking cursed. You know all the horrible shit that happened when they were filming that? And the people that, uh, the the girl, the famous, they're here. She died when she was like 11 in a fluky fucking thing. Well, I also think it's because they filmed that famous scene in the pool where the skeletons come up with actual human skeletons <laughs> like it's risky it's a brilliant movie that was also tobe hooper of texas chainsaw although the myth is that steven spielberg actually did all the work yeah. <laughs> um which it is more of a spielberg movie than that kind of grittiness but a mount rushmore of horror is really really hard because it's just there's so many moments you could point to I, you can make a, a strong case for the blair witch project no yeah. matter how you feel well, about I, it I, like like mine like the first person that came to mind would be like jack torrance yeah the shining i mean that there's a strong case for the shining because that that was one of the first it's like if you're talking art house horror it's like the shining and rosemary's baby was, well, well for me because the, the shi- omen the omen well, the, the stuff the stuff that truly freaks me out obviously stuff that's like scare tactics and shit like that obviously freak me yeah, out yeah yeah sure but like like realistic movies like the witch the shining because they're they're more of like like uh like mind fucks. yeah and uh, the, you, you know, know what i mean the, the witch is one every time i watch it it just it sticks with me so much differently as this just brilliant brilliantly well-made movie. And there's this cool thing. So you've seen The Witch. Josh, you've seen The Witch. Um, I just read about this recently. Um, I I, I didn't read about it. I listened to it because I'm a nerd and I will listen to the director's commentary on uh, The Witch. Sometimes I do that too, man. It's it's cool, but if you notice, um, one of the myths about the, or the the legends about um, the the witch trials back in the day was that um, all the the corn had gotten this kind of uh, mold on it or a fungus that made everyone like delirious. It's proven that it did this. It made them delusional and if you watch throughout the movie the crops around are all getting that kind of stuff on their actual crops and maybe that's what was leading them to seeing all these things and all these things happening like that is such a small little detail that is so fascinating and makes you question again what was actually happening um but um texas chainsaw is always a pleasure to watch what is your movie for this week that you're going to watch your your, your slasher so uh, i'm going to watch it too even though i've probably seen it a dozen times yeah so uh you know i talked about last week how i'm going to basically end this whole thing with halloween you know that's going to be the last one i think i looked at the calendar for October there's going to be five okay um so I started out with the uh what I would consider to be the uh the premiere slasher movie the first one the one that yeah uh, got the whole genre going yeah and this week I'm going to watch the last good one okay uh I know what you did last summer see I'm actually not the biggest fan yeah um I 
I appreciate it. There's some things I really like about it. I will say, if you're talking like original slasher, yeah. um, not a sequel or so anything. That's what I mean. That's what okay, I mean. Like, I, 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 Scre- consider- dude, I don't know if you saw Scream 4. Scream 4 rules. Dude, Scream 4 was brilliant. It's Scream the it's ruled. the second best in the series. Yeah. And I actually like 2 and 3, but yeah. 4 ruled. Um, I'll revisit I Know You Did last summer because I've seen it a few times, but the first time I saw it, I didn't like it. And then I watched it again. I was all right. You the know, sequel is shit. I oh, love the first I, one. I, I, There's honestly, a really good part in the sequel where Jennifer Love Hewitt is... Uh, Bouncing around outside yeah. in the rain. Jennifer Love, huge tits, yes. as they call her in scary movie. Um, I'm going to rewatch it because that was a huge. Such a silly fucking. I know. Name. Jennifer, Jennifer Love, huge they're gonna, tits. They're gonna have characters play us like Jennifer Love, huge tits, and those titties are huge. Um, I'm so excited. Stupid. I'm actually excited to go back and watch this because I've not seen this in probably a solid decade. Maybe I'll have a different feeling on it. But there's no denying that it was all, it was the second biggest influence to scary movie that Scream was. Yeah. Um, and I think so many people, especially our age. Probably know. So, I know what you did last summer better from a scary movie than the actual Probably. movie. I always think about the scene in Scary Movie when you, "What are you waiting for? What are you waiting for?" The guy's about to jump. You're like, what am I waiting for? Fuck you! And he jumps. <laughs> Stupid, dude. I've ever told you what Jared's favorite scene in Scary Movie Two is? No. Did he order so, a mojito right after? No, he probably did. Um, so it's in the uh, part when they they have the Dixie cups, right? Okay. And they're t- using for talking, and they set him up. And um, uh, the one Wayne's brother, the gay one, is going. Going, Roger, Roger, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. No, I want to talk oh, to yeah. Roger. <laughs> Jar- so Jared said that to me once, and I was like, that is so funny. And I, I was like, take it, Brandon, take it, Brandon. I'm stupid. Brandon, Dude, I said, Brenda. Jared is one of my favorite people to watch a movie. Oh, his laugh. Funny happens. His laugh when we, sells it. I died more at Jared dying at Jackass 3 than I did the movie. That's right. Yeah, you came <laughs> with us. It was after Chiller Theater. Did we go? Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, that was when you guys picked me up at Best Buy, and I did change my socks. Yes. That was that time because my my feet smelled so bad. Yep. Yeah, and we just left them in the Best Buy parking lot. That's awesome. <laughs> All right, so, um, Taylor, going back, um, the pick for this week, um, I'll go a little bit more into it since you're actually here for sure. Return of the Living Dead. Um, I mentioned that Return of the Living Dead came to be because um, the creator of it, the director of it, he had a, a disagreement with George A. Romero. They went to court. He got the rights to the phrase Living Dead and George got the rights to everything dead. So he decided to make this and completely break all the rules that George A. Romero created, which further split their opinion of each other. Okay. Um, the the whole premise of it is this kid goes to work at like this factory, right? Okay. Where they um, have like medical cadavers and things like that. They got med- um, for uh, supplies for autopsies, for medical students, things like that. And he's like, um, he, the, the guy who's the boss brings his kid down on his first day. He's like, want to see something crazy? And he shows him his canister and he wipes off like the, the thing on it and you look and it's a, a corpse. And he's like, you know that movie, Night of the Living Dead? It's based on a true story. Is it just not the way the movie was. Uh, a chemical outbreak uh, got contained. And this is one of the canisters. We're also supposed to go back to the military. We got this one. Can't get anyone to take it. And he's like, man, this thing doesn't seem too sturdy. He's like, no, this is grade A American military. And he hits it and all the fucking gas comes out. Of course. And that's when shit unravels. Um, it, it's where the phrase brains came from. Like everyone kind of knows zombie screaming brains. brains. It came from this movie. Oh, wow. Um, it's, it breaks all the rules of zombies, shooting them in the head. They run. Everything is broken. It's so fucking goofy. It's so much fun. I literally watched it last night. So I'll probably end up watching it again. I'll probably watch the second one, actually, because it's so dumb. What's it called? Night of the Living no, Dead? Return, Return of the Living Dead. Yeah. It's so uh, good. It's it's great, so dude. Good, dude. It's You get a, 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 a naked zombie in it, a yeah. chick. Uh, I, I, thankfully, a chick. A guy being naked. Is, oh, so Stelly liked this movie. Yes, yeah. he would. There are titties in this. The, and they're very good titties, too. Yeah, they're, yeah. Actually, they're very nice titties. I, I, I remember the first time I saw this movie. It was with Adam DeSena. When we were like... 
like eight years old and he lived obviously on the island section. I went for a sleepover. We're like, let's watch this. And we're like, boobs. <laughs> we played, we watched that and played Resident Evil 2 all night, yeah. which is a good night in my book. So the pick for this week um, was one of the picks for last week, but not fair to do to you. Um, Return of the Living Dead. Sweet. All right. So for my pick this week is actually from an artist that is actually the first the first record I ever gave you on the show. Okay, first which was I, Frank Turner. Frank Turner, England Keep My Bones. Uh, that this, was an amazing album. Right. So now I'm going to give you the album that came out in 2018, uh, Frank Turner's Be More Kind. Um, it is more of the same, but it really what it is, it's it's a natural progression into better, bigger and better things. I actually think I went and listened to a little bit of it after you gave me the first so, one, because I liked it so much. So I was like, let me dive into this a little You more. probably heard the single uh, Little Changes, which was everywhere, and it is a very catchy, fun song. Um, I do want to preface this and say there is, a, there is a lot of things that are very politically charged, but it's not like a blatant... Fuck it, it, you or what fuck the establishment? Two thousand and eighteen. So okay, we were, so okay, so were, it's Trump administration so po- politics. We were okay. we were two months into the Backstreet Boys World Tour. <laughs> okay, and, got uh, it. You know, it, like like there was a song on here called "Make America Great Again," which is a legitimately phenomenal song. Okay, um, I want to highlight. Uh, I don't want to highlight little changes because everyone kind of knows sure, how sure. good that song is. But I want to highlight the the first track on this song, which is called "Don't Worry." Don't it's worry. a. It's just a very. Uplifting, fun, and like I was, I was so floored by that album and just his sound and his voice and the lyrics. Um, I'm really excited to listen to this. He's he's great driving music. He's a once in a generation talent that is not appreciated. He does not get the he does not get mentioned the way he should. I agree. He's about thirty years too late from when he would really be like he would be the biggest star in the world. Like he's he's our generation's Bob Dylan, really. Josh, you should listen to this too. It's it's really good. Just from a songwriting perspective. Perspective and the way he way he manipulates. He tells words. stories. He tells stories. Yeah, manipulating words is a really interesting wordplay and rhyming. Yeah. It's it's very good. And he, like I said, uh, specifically from his the, the 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 my favorite record of his is England Keep My Bones. You know what, Josh? That's 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 yeah. What you you listen do. to that one, England Keep My Bones. You okay. listen to England Keep My Bones. You listen to Be More Kind. I'll probably listen and, to that again. Too. And like I said, like my favorite lyric he's ever written is from a song called I Still Believe, where he goes, I still believe in all the greats, in Jerry Lee and Johnny and all the greats, and I believe. Uh, I still believe that after all, something as simple as rock and roll will save us all. Yeah, like that's it's something. Gr- it, it, like I get chills also because it's cold. So like I'm thinking <laughs> about it. Um, but Frank Turner, like he's our generation's, like Bob Dylan, uh, Van Morrison. I can I can go for hours about how amazing Frank Turner is and how he's criminally underrated his entire career. Um, but yeah, it's Be More Kind. This was the first album where he had real mainstream success. Still not enough. Yeah, no, it's, it's hard because especially in today's world of music and so many people are famous off SoundCloud and YouTube for really bad music, his depth is probably too deep for most people. Really is. And it's it's a shame because you hear them talk about people like Ed Sheeran who is a very, very talented musician but they're like, oh my god, his lyrics. I'm like, fucking, I'm, I'm sorry. Listen, like, you man, can't compare. I'm not saying Ed Sheeran is not talented. Listen, man, he makes money. I, I give oh, guy all the credit in the world. He sold out the garden with you an can't, acoustic guitar. Dude, you can't you shit know? on the dude and what he's done. And there's guys like him that are talented that make music I don't really care for. There's guys like Bruno Mars who's an absurd talent who makes music I don't really like. Um, and then you have a guy like Frank Turner who is absurd 
obscenely talented. He writes the music that it may not sell the same, but it has actual meaning to it, and it'll stand the test of time. Big facts. Cool. So yeah, and like I said, and Josh, I this I don't I don't, this might not be your style, and I understand, but I know you well enough to know you appreciate good shit when no, you hear it, it and unique. Well, shit. and also the storytelling aspect of it is very Bruce so, Springsteen. And, and my and my whole thing too is that, like I said, thirty years ago he would be the he would be the greatest. Oh star. God, he if would he be was the in the early star. nineties, he would have been a huge star. He would have been a huge star. And the the reason why people don't listen to it now is because people don't want real. People want fake, which is why you get people like mumble rappers. Yeah. As much as I do like the chain smokers, it's fucking sure. fake. Sure, you know it's, what I mean. Like that's why I think EDM and trance. You know what it is? It's it's a movie huge. that looks great but has no depth. It's like every fucking Michael Bay movie. Facts. It looks awesome. The CGI is great, and you're I, like, holy shit, this movie's terrible. It's, like, it's, it's, it's <laughs> aesthetically like, it's, pleasing, it's, but there's nothing to it. It doesn't stand the test of time. It's oh some, my god. We just found a Transformer. Dude, <laughs> yeah, oh. dude, it's someone who watches Transformers, me, and loved it. Still love it. I right? actually like the first movie, so the first movie's good. And then I watch Inception for and the you're first like, time. Oh. And I'm like, oh, that's what this is. I supposed see, to I be. see. But like, so like I love Frank Turner. Frank Turner, be more kind. Frank Turner, England, keep my bones. Very and then cool. also because it's coming it, within the next couple of weeks, it's going to be very close to a hundred hep, hundred episodes of me on the show. Wow! So at, on the hundredth episode, on right. my on You're my hundredth right. episode, I think it's like one thirty something. Yeah, yeah, that sounds right. Um, I'm going to do a top ten list of the, top, the my ten favorite movies that you. Very cool. Like we did, um, we did like year. Yeah, I'll do top ten albums too. We'll yeah. make it a thing. Very cool. Very cool. All right, let's start out with our favorite segment to start the show with or after we do our stuff. We actually just rambled for a while. Um, yeah, we I did should, actually. That was a great horror conversation. That was very um, uh What'd you watch this week, Taylor? Uh, more of the League, more reruns, because yes. it's just it's so easy to fall asleep Oh, it's too. great. It's it's fucking great um, every time I watch it. I, I I think I've caught up on the boys. Um, okay. The, so, so the last thing I saw was uh, Homelander had some dude in an alley. Right. Oh, you're you're an episode behind. Oh, I am. Oh, uh, yeah, you're no. an episode behind. Fuck, dude. I'm sorry. The season finale is this week, so we can't talk about it. Okay, so listen, um, I, I'm gonna make it a point to catch up this weekend great. and watch. We'll them talk both, about it. But I just want to say that one scene in the well, beginning where, next... where he gets the guy. No, it was where he said that's the last thing I saw. He gets the guy and then Stormfront's like stroking his cock. Yeah, dude. And he just he's like freaking out. He's about to come and he just fucking he just fucking like caves in that dude's head. I was. And then they fuck next to the dead body. Yep. Like. I'm so happy Bob is watching this show. I know. I he knew he was. I was like, it. dude, just watch it. It's great. So, so I Facetimed him last night because he was texting me. He's like, "Oh, come over for Monday Night Football." I go, "I lost six bets at your house yesterday. Your bad luck. Is bad luck. <laughs> I can't go there right now. Plus, I didn't watch the movies yet. Yeah, so I got to like, watch. I got work to do. I like, got to do show prep and shit. So, about halfway through, I, I I Facetime him, and and I literally go, dude. Fuck you! I have I actually won my bet. And what do you think of the boys? He goes, it's not what I expected. <laughs> yeah, dude, not at all. Um, I can't wait for you. So by the time by next week, you'll have um, this past week's episode yeah. and the season finale. Yes. So and, we'll be calling. And then also, we I can watched, do a full breakdown. I watched Seven Samurai. Oh hell yeah! Which it's, I, I watched that listen, when I was playing Ghost of Tsushima. I love the Mag- I love the Magnificent Seven. Seven Samurai is ten oh, times oh, better. Oh, Magnificent Seven is a great movie. It's, it's not even comparable. But Seven Samurai is it's leaps and bounds significantly better. better. And I also watched arguably the greatest movie in America. American cinema history and uh, Citizen Kane. Yeah, I it's hard to argue against Citizen it. Citizen Kane. It's, I mean, Citizen Kane. It is the, a hard watch if you're the, not into that kind of thing. The classic line about Citizen Kane is the movie that broke all the rules of filmmaking. You know, cut it, panning in and out like it did, and then made their own. That's the classic line. It holds up to this day. It's, it's still just so fucking brilliant. Um, you know, I. It's hard to say. It's obviously an opinion thing. If anyone tells me it's the greatest piece of American filmmaking of all time, I'm not saying no. It's you know, for me, it, it's 
For me, it might still be like Raging Bull. It, it still might be my favorite when it comes down to it because when I think about the time that it was made, it was made in the 80s and it was made to look old school and it was made gritty and those boxing scenes were so great and De Niro was so good. It, the debut with Joe Pesci it, and then The Godfather. It's like those three though, it's like 1A, 1B, 1C. Depending on how you feel that day, yeah. they're the best. And I could also, there's random days where I swap out Raging Bull for Taxi Driver. Yeah. <laughs> like I go back and forth. Josh, what'd you watch? Uh, so I, uh, I watched The Boys. Uh, I watched the season finale of Ted Lasso, which I say it all the time. No business being as good as it. Yeah, as, that's as every. That show. I, I'm gonna have to do it soon. Um, yeah, probably after Halloween. Uh, I found out that Scrubs is on Hulu, so I'm doing a watch through of Scrubs. That's nice. Um, I started. Uh, you know, I know you started yours, so you're probably gonna get your horror movies that you've watched so far. I yes. started mine. Uh, obviously, started out with uh, Texas Chainsaw. I also watched Scream. Scream is so good. Still, I fucking love. It's Scream, so good. Dude. And honestly, two and three, like they got a bum rap when they got. They're really good. Yeah. Actually, like three more than two, and then four was brilliant. And I'm four so so. Good, I'm dude. so excited. For five, because um, the directors um, did this great recent movie that it's like another horror comedy called Ready or Not, where it's like this girl marries into this like biz- this family that owns like a-, a board game company, and she has to get initiated to the family. But it's a game of hide and seek where the goal is to kill her. Okay. And it's those directors, so they know how to balance the comedy and horror very well. Yeah. You would like that a lot, Ready or Not. If you want to check something out, yeah. watch that, dude. That's your movie for the week. Watch Ready or Not. Okay. Okay. Ready or Not. I think you're gonna like. Like that a lot. Um, Did we all write this down? Because we have all of us have a lot of homework this yeah, week. Yeah, we all have a lot of homework. I wrote. I, I mean, you can go back and listen to it too. Yeah. <laughs> um, so ready, um, ready or not. But um, this week I watched. Um, I started out as I do every Halloween with Night of the Living Dead. Yep. Um, I was doing it on October first because it's the anniversary of the movie coming out this year. It was fifty-two years. Um, then I did Texas Chainsaw. Um, then what did I do? Hold on, I got to. You did a bunch. I know you did I, the witch, um, right, well, and you, I know you did the the omen. Oh, you watched the witch oh, too? Uh, yes, I did you watch the, the witch. witch. And, 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 and he watched the omen. I'm probably yes. gonna watch um, the oh, witch. De- Dead alive, I watched. I'm which probably is, gonna oh, yeah. Dead, dead alive yeah. rules. I'm probably gonna watch Hereditary for the first yeah. time since initial viewing because, like, I I truly can't stand Halloween. But I have like I have two traditions that I do every Halloween. I listen to the Devil Wears Prada's Zombie EP okay. on repeat. I listen to a lot of Misfits in Halloween season. Same. And and I also I listen to uh, once a week I listen to Orson Welles' original broadcast of War of the Worlds. Okay, oh, it's great. Which it's is fucking one of my, amazing. Which is one of my favorite. And which is when you think about people freaking out. It's Dude, great. Like, it's very real. It's just so funny. And then you watch Steven Spielberg's War of the Worlds you don't with Tom like Cruise. Halloween season. And, I, oh, he never, like I, Halloween. I never really have to be honest with you. I think you. I've noticed you've grown more into it. Though. I, I've, I'm getting more into it. I it's slowly. It, See, okay. Like, I think when you, it, you when, know, you have, wait, when you have wait, wait, kids, wait, wait, I think me, you'll appreciate sure, it. Sure, but let me tell you why, right? Because I grew up in a place where everyone in my town, the Nightmare Before Christmas, Nightmare Before Christmas, Nightmare Before Christmas. It's a Christmas Halloween, movie. Halloween, it's Halloween, a Christmas movie. It's a Christmas movie. Halloween, 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 Halloween. Fuck you, dude. I got so fucking tired you probably, of You probably would have been okay. You probably would have been fine with it if it wasn't jammed down your throat is what you're saying. Exactly. All right. And the thing is, like, I'm not even big into horror films, and I never really have. It's not a big deal, and I understand, but the older I get, I understand things more, but it's fine. It's just I understand less as I get older. Like, when I was a kid, yeah, it was cool, but then, like, when I got to, like, 14 and 15, I was like, this is lame as shit. Man. There was that gap. I mean, I never really fell out of it, but there was that gap when you're in that weird age from like 15 to when trick or treating, you're too old to trick or treat. Too young you're to too, die. And you're too young to party on Halloween. Yeah. Um, there's that weird transition. But Halloween season, just because I'm so I've always been such a horror fan, it's always been just a, a fun time. Yeah. Um, but um the omen I watched, which uh, the landlord never saw, and 
That's another one. Every time I watch it, I am just floored by how brilliant it is. And it doesn't get mentioned enough. It's the greatest horror films ever made. Gregory Peck, one of the all-time great old-school actors in it. Um, the classic, like, showing what's going to happen with the pictures. Movies like Hereditary owe so much to The Omen and Rosemary's Baby. Um, watch The Boys, obviously. So I watched two things that kind of pissed me off this week. Okay. okay? Let's hear it. So um, I was kind of excited for this because I do like American Horror Story. And um, they, the creator of that was, it came out with a Netflix series with the immensely talented Sarah Paulson, who she played Marsha Clark on The People vs. O.J. Simpson. She's amazing. Amazing actress. She was oh, playing. She was in Glass, too. She, yeah, she was in Glass. Yeah. She's playing one of, if I made a Mount Rushmore movie villains, this character is on it. It's a, it's a, pre, it's a prequel story of Nurse Ratchet from One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Okay. It's called Ratchet. And I, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest is another one that I could have in that conversation of the greatest American films ever made. I think it's brilliant. I think it's Jack's best movie next to The Shining in Chinatown. Um, I, I really wanted to like it because I love the character, but it, you know how I've talked about Man of Steel? My biggest issue with it is it changed the DNA of Superman. Yeah. Um, this took Nurse Ratchet, who was not like this cunning, like manipulative kind of character. She was a cunt. Yeah. She was a wicked cunt. And it made her this like sly, like I'm going to manipulate my way in. Like she's like this conniving character. I'm like, that is not Nurse Ratchet. It made me wreath. In the first episode, she has someone, she talks this mental patient into killing himself so that she can get into this job that she wants. And I'm like, that's making me rethink of the kid at the end of the movie, kill Billy, killing himself, that she knew he was going to do that, which was not the case in the movie. Her reaction is as horrified as Jack Nicholson's because yeah. she's friends with his family. That bothers me. Yeah. So I was like, I'm done with this. Like, it's a really well-made show. She's great in it, but you can't take a character that I hold in that much esteem and change it that much. Yeah. I didn't mind it with something like um, Oz the Great and Powerful where they changed the Wicked Witch of the West a little bit of because course, yeah. it was a, a broken character, a fallen angel kind of character. I get that way, way more than doing this and changing the DNA of a character like right. that, who literally, the most insulting thing, my, my fiance, the landlord's mother is a retired nurse, and I've had the conversation with her, the worst thing you could call a nurse is Nurse Ratchet, because it, that literally, a character is synonymous with being a bad nurse, yeah. which is crazy. So, the other thing I watched that really, you know I watch so much fucked up shit, Taylor, right? Of course. That's all you do. So... I do like the true crime genre a lot. Like, I like watching true crime documentaries and shit like uh, that. I know where it's going. Okay, so there's this new Netflix documentary called American Murder, The Family Next Door. I, was I, like, I wanted to see it. All right, so I watched it. Do you want to know what happens in it so I can tell you not to watch it? Well, I, I know what happens. I mean, I, knew, I know the okay, case. Okay, so I didn't really know anything about it. Now, the one thing I'll say about it, it is an immensely well-made documentary. Um, it, it, I've never seen a docu documentary made like this. It starts out with uh, the security cam footage of the family. It's about of the wife coming home at, like, two in the morning and then it goes into police body cam footage um, the, the interrogation rooms all the girls social media the mother's social media posts of like what her life was like showing the text messages there's no like people being interviewed about it it's like the news broadcasts so the whole premise is this woman goes missing this mother of two kids um, and the kids go missing too and the cops come in he's like I don't know what happened like I we had a fight maybe she left um, and then it starts unraveling and I knew I, I while I was watching I read up on like what happened like just to see like where i'm going with this i'm like oh the mother and the two kids died but who knows how it happened they were killed and i i didn't know i assumed that it was probably the fucking father because he's the only survivor and he wasn't a very good liar um but it's so intimate because you're seeing her social media posts and the videos of her and her kids and how happy they are and like 25 minutes in i go to the landlord I'm like i don't know if i can watch this shit with kids really fucks me up with kids and animals but it was so well made and i'm watching it and then you know he he's starting to his he does a 
polygraph, which is the dumbest thing you can do, obviously. <laughs> and it comes up that he's not being honest. And then he brings his father into the interrogation room and he tells him, like, um, I told her I wanted to leave her. You find out this guy was having an affair. I told her I wanted to leave her. She freaked out. She killed the kids. And in the rage, I killed her. And I'm like, oh, fuck. And I'm like, that's not true, though. I'm like, that is not true. Of course not. And Moran's uh, is unraveling. Um, it and they're like, what'd you do with the body? He's like, well, I brought her out to my job site. And he worked on, like, oil places. And he... Oil he, places. he I, I don't know how to describe it, but it's where they have the big fucking oil tanks. Where, like, uh, it's like a field. It's like an oil field. It's, an oil, it's, an yeah. oil, it's a rig. Yeah. So he goes out there. He buries his wife in the ground. And then he threw his two daughters in the fucking oil vat. Okay, so but then he gets to the confession of what he actually did to his kids. And I like I'm like welling up. I'm like, I can't do this. I'm done with 15 minutes left. I'm like, I can't listen to what he did to his fucking kids. And I still don't know. I'm good. Don't watch it. It's horrific. Uh, it's single handedly. Oh, actually, I was talking to Salicata from WFAN on Twitter the other day. He was like, I'm not going to sleep. Good thing I'm doing overnights tonight. Yeah, and, right. um, it, it, he said it, he said it best. It, it's genuinely one of the most disturbing things I've seen. It is. Uh, Again, incredibly well made. It's yeah, a right. powerful, powerful documentary, but it fucked me up, man. I had a, a horrific two nights. I watched that Wednesday or Wednesday night, and Tuesday night I watched a debate. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know what made me lose more sleep. I, I was texting you guys that. I made such a mistake. Right? Like, right when we finished the show last week, and we're going to leave, it's like five to nine, I took some medicine, which was the biggest mistake I could make because I was bugging the fuck out. I'm like, holy shit, this fucking train wreck. What a disaster. Yeah. I can't wait to see the VP debate tomorrow night because they're having issues with that now. I don't dude, know if you heard. You know it's bad when I text my father, go, are you watching this train wreck? He goes, no, I'm I turned it off and I'm watching Big Bang Theory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would rather watch Big Bang Theory than that shit. And I did watch it. At least you know Big Bang Theory is actually bad. Yeah. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Sure. Like, these guys are trying. Yeah. Actively fucking trying. Um, all right. Let's see what we have here. Um, Taylor, there's a reality show that um, I signed up for, actually. Oh, cool. Is Kluchy going to uh, live tweet it? Uh, probably. So I don't know what Get the this fuck out of here, Nicole. I don't know what this reality show is. I don't know, like, what it entails, but I love the grand prize. The grand prize. The grand prize is you get to go on a, a seven-day trip to the International Space Station. What? <laughs> if you win the show, where do I sign up? <laughs> Google it and sign up, dude. But I don't. Like, what's the name of the show? I don't. Remember. They didn't tell you anything. It was signed so up. You for signed the... up. So you signed up for something that you don't know. Yeah, I'm probably gonna get fucking Jehovah's Witnesses coming to me and giving me pamphlets. But I saw the I thing. I can't wait till you wake up in a bathtub full. Of I hope so too. I've been asking for that. I've just been signing up on things, looking for it. Um, I, I, I think popped up on Twitter. Reality show. I think it's CBS that's doing it, or maybe ABC, whatever. Um, but you're gonna get to go spend a week at the International Space Station. I was talking with Pat on it. Pat, who has experience working with things involving space, he's like, you could not get me in a million fucking years to do that. Because I'm like, why? He's like, well, I know the science of how this thing's wor things works. If one fucking bolt gets knocked, lo knocked loose out of there, that thing is moving 21,000 miles per hour, and that's all I'll be thinking about. I was like, I never thought of it like that, and I'm not going to now. I was like, if I'm in space, at least it's a quick death. Like, if it rips open, you're just... You're done. Well, I mean, like, and that's like when you're in space. What, like, okay, other thing I watched. I watched the four-part documentary on the Challenger explosion. Yeah, dude. I gotta so watch good, that. Right? Fucking awesome. I gotta watch that. It was awesome. And that's the part that, like, those people like, did not die quick, though. But that's what I'm saying. But, the, but that's what I'm thinking. That's what I would think about. Like, okay, I explode in the stratosphere, and then I just, well, I burn to death on the way down, out, and then I die on impact. Out that that high up, you'll just die quickly. Yeah. Uh, and where they are, well, well, where the space station so, is, you'll so, just die. So the conspiracy theory is that they were alive, but they died when they hit the ground. 
I, I, I believe Con- that's actually true. I, I, I think, I don't know I, I think they've said at least one of them they know was falling, yeah. um, which is a, a absolutely horrific death. I mean, you, you were probably burning up anyway. Yeah. Um, Be that high up? Yeah, it's it's. I, I do have to watch that because I'm fascinated by it because that's like a, it's, it's funny. Very good. So at work, I had to do these like e-learnings, like we all have to do, and one of them was about um, learning about the different generations from um, you know the traditionalists to the baby boomers to Gen Z, yada yada, and the one that they said for the Gen Z, like the things that they remember, it was like things that happened in that that period that they were born that they remember. One of them is the Challenger disaster. Yeah. For us, it was it wasn't even nine eleven. It just said terror attacks and Columbine. I was like, that's actually a good point. Like those are the two. Like I would say are most synonymous with my childhood as like world events. Yeah, was Columbine and obviously nine yeah. eleven. Uh, yeah, that was. Uh, I don't remember Columbine nearly as much. I was a little on the young. Yeah, you side. were a little too young. But nine uh, eleven is probably the big one that I remember. And then I've like I even brought it up. I was talking about the, talk about it with the guys at work. And the first thing my dad's like, you know where I was when the challenger. And they're like, everyone started having. Yeah, a conversation. I think I think that's like you can talk to older people. They remember exactly where they were when they found out Kennedy was assassinated. It's like I remember exactly where I was when I found out the the hours got hit. Yeah, I mean I I remember too. I remember my mom. I, I was getting out of gym class. It was second period, right? And at our middle school, the entrance to the school was right outside the gym. Yeah. And I'm like, I see my mom and my sister there. My sister at this point was only five or four years old. Four, as our sisters were born in 97, 2001. Yeah, four years old. Um, and I'm like, hey. She's like, oh, you have a dentist appointment. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> the world is great right now. I'm like bragging about it. I think I came up to you and I was like, I'm going home, cocksucker. Because yeah. uh, yeah, you called I, him a cocksucker at eight years old. I probably, uh, I probably no, did. realistically, I, I, I probably did. I had two older brothers that called me fucking favor all the time. Um, so I, I, it's I, a different world. I go and get all my shit and I'm leaving and I walk out. I'm like, so I have a dentist disappointment the first thing i heard out of my mom's mouth this is how weird memories can be i heard she said america's under attack but what i heard was your aunt was attacked <laughs> and, and i was like and i was like you had to pick me up for that at like 12 years old and i'm and she's like what and she's like the country's under attack and i was like oh and she was listening to the howard stern broadcast in the car which, which was, is an amazing uh, broadcast if you never heard if you never to? heard the ona one the ona one is i haven't heard brilliant that one, too. But it's, just, it's on youtube it's, it's just brilliant. because like the howard stern howard handled like, it perfectly it's it's yeah. an iconic moment not even in radio history but just in american history yeah. like a live broadcast of that happening my, in the city that it's happening yeah. to and so no, not knowing what's happening that's the reason my mom picked me up because she said when that plane went down in pennsylvania and then yeah. we're like our plane's just fucking landing anywhere now landing crashing anywhere right so, now so it did not land so it's it's funny and then we had, we go into that conversation i remember i was on 9 11 and my father was like yeah i sent your mother to take you out i go well she didn't <laughs> and he looks she went to me, subway wait, hold on hold on and Almost 19 years later, my dad looks at me and goes, she fucking did it? <laughs> I go, no, well, of that, course that, not. I mean, when you think about it, for like you, that had to be a scary time because your father worked so close to it. Yeah. My dad was working right outside the city when it happened on a job. Um, and he that was before like you had good cell phone reception, and that just took all of it out with the fucking shitty-ass Nokia cell phones you could play Snake on. Yeah. Um, anyway, enough, Brick Breaker, man, high fucking uh, score, uh, bro. Enough about 9-11. Um, yeah, right. uh, so I, I just talked about how your mom, she didn't come pick you up because she went to go get Subway. Um, I don't know if you just heard about this with Ireland. You literally said none of those things. I, I actually, that. no, I did say that. You you didn't hear me. It's okay. Because you didn't say uh, it. No, I did say that. You, you can listen back it. to it. I said something about Subway, cocksucker. Okay, Your mom me. would rather have a $5 foot long than you. <laughs> 
it, sorry. It goes into what my buddy Drew said to me today. How are these people your friends? That's true. Um, so this is actually related to Subway. Uh, the, uh, the oh, I guess the Supreme Court. I guess the equivalent it's more related of the, to 9/11. That's better. <laughs> yeah. Um, it is in some ways because your mom was getting a sandwich while uh, you know the country was under attack. Um, so <laughs> took my sister right out. Yeah. Taylor stay. Yeah. Taylor stay. Yeah. Uh, it's like and then she's she has like the airplane landing thing. She's like Al Qaeda land where Taylor is. <laughs> She's the air traffic controller. Like, Muhammad Atta, Taylor's here. <laughs> That's so wrong. That's terrible. So back to Subway. So I guess like the equivalent of the Supreme Court in Ireland officially declared uh, Subway's bread not bread. They're that, saying, I mean, wait, so we, we've known. Wait, they're classifying it as a cake. What? Because That's it's, even worse. It's apparently, the contents of it are over 10% sugar. Wait, hold on. <laughs> you know how I found out that Subway bread was not bread? How? His brother. That's weird. His brother just randomly, like, he was just talking about Subway. Like, we were going somewhere, and he just goes, yeah, Subway's a bunch of yoga mats, dude. And I'm like, what, the, what are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, dude, the stuff in it is, when's the last time you guys had Subway? It's been a long time. I got to be honest with Don't you. Not, 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 no. <laughs> now, stop. Now, dude, put you in a food coma. You did not come at it for 12 hours. No. Nah. Like, I, like the last, the only good sandwich that I would even consider getting there because they still have is a sweet lunch chicken teriyaki. I would eat the chicken but, bacon ranch, but, but it would not even, be my nineteenth choice. But even there, like it's 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 garbage. The fact that we all went there, we bombed Walmart. Like the first I two stopped weeks, after like my first six months at Best Buy. I was like, I can't eat Subway dude, anymore. This shit sucks, we, dude. Josh, when the we, cookies were good though. Cookies, were Josh, good. Cookies, when, the <laughs> cookies are banging. White chocolate chip macadamia nut. Yeah, dude. <laughs> white, white macadamia nut. Uh, yeah. Fucking dude. Like the first month. Fucking um the first the first two weeks we were open when we geoed Best Buy before yeah, the store we were was eating even open Subway to customers and obscene amount. everyone and their mother right and we only had a thirty minute lunch everyone and their mother the line is out the door of all of that us. might be the genesis of Colucci getting us food because <laughs> we totally sent him to get Subway because we realized we were taking up so much time even though we weren't in the same department they didn't like have you put your departments together it, like was, that. it wasn't yet and he yeah. was in my group of like I was me him and Frank Cabola that were doing things which is a great group um a whole lot got Done. Oh yeah, dude! I actually just talked to Frank a couple weeks Did ago. You? Yeah, How's he hit doing? me. He hit me up. He's doing really well. Good. Um, he's not writing for uh, GQ anymore. It wasn't GQ. It Cosmo. was Cosmo. Cosmo. His That's articles. Great. His articles were fucking funny though. They were vile. So don't eat Subway. It's uh, cake. Um, <laughs> That's, wait, that's more. That's more like ambition. It's more of a reason to want to eat it. Yeah, that's true, true. Uh, I have more of those Hostess birthday cake cupcakes inside too, Taylor. <laughs> that was so funny. He came out here the other, like the like two weeks ago, and he goes, "Here, I got you this." <laughs> He's like, he looks at you and goes, "What is it?" I'm like birthday cake. He's like, "Yeah, okay." Um, Word. So Pat put me onto this interesting idea that we should try on the show. Okay. okay. What? So you look up a list of like the 100 most important COOs, CEOs of companies, right? And they do those Forbes does them and everything. Yeah, dude, he bears you find out when one of their they're getting married or their kids are getting married or whatever, and you send the wedding gift. Okay? Oh, dude, that's a great idea. You send the wedding gift, right? You send a check, whatever. Um, or you can even send like a vacuum. Can send we, like can a, we send a Venmo. Send, you, send, you send something, right? Because in people like that, are running multi, you know, billion dollar conglomerates. All their assistant hands out all the thank you cards, and almost all these guys give out fucking gifts. They give out laptops and iPads and like thousand dollar Visa gift cards and yeah, shit. They were like the gift Yo, baskets Jeter gave all the chicks. He yeah, dude, exactly. Yeah, I would geez. love what. Yeah, dude, I think that we should try to hone in on one of these. And just get like a really good vacuum, like get it at like a wholesale price or whatever, and send it and see what we get back. Yeah, send them a fucking because I like I was reading some of the thing, or Pat was actually naming some of the things that like people were getting, and I'm like, dude, 
that's a great idea. <laughs> I was like, so I think we're going to start doing some investigative journalism to see when one of these dudes is getting married to, you know, his wife that's 30 years younger than him, like right out of high school. Send the gift. We'll get something back. Um, if all I get back is a thank you card, it's going to be such a waste. And I'm going to order myself the vacuum, whatever we send them. <laughs> that's all you do. It's going to be so, a fucking Dyson. So I thought that was great. Um, we had two big losses this week in the world. Um, one uh, just this morning. Um, no, I thought it was three then. I wouldn't call that big. Big for Josh. Um, uh, well, no. No, I'm talking about his his employee. Oh, I wasn't um, talking about that. Uh, so we had um, earlier this week, um, oh. who I would say is probably the second best, maybe best pitcher of all time, and Bob Gibson passed away Friday night. Wait, I have a great story. I saw about Bob uh, Bob Gibson. Calm down, Taylor. Bob Gibson on Twitter is the funniest shit. Bob Gibson's last pitch in the MLB was against uh, uh, the guy's name was uh, Lecoq. Okay, <laughs> it was against this guy named Lecoq. Right, his last pitch was a grand slam to this guy. Like fast forward. 20 years later at like a, at like an old timers game Bob Gibson beams this dude that makes so much sense dude he was <laughs> dude I think I might have tweeted it to you but there's this video of him talking about pitching inside and about the time he beamed his one of his best friends a guy was in his wedding he beamed him right gave him high heat almost hit him in the head and he said you have to understand I, I understand we protect the batters and if you hit them they get on base uh-huh. but that plate is mine too and if you're trying to crowd my plate, you're going to get dusted off. He is the single most intimidating pitcher that has ever stood on a mound. His season, the year they raised, a year after they raised the mounds, I was telling you about it just a couple weeks ago when we were hanging out. I was reading you his stats. Yeah, he pitched to a one point one two. ERA, just an absolute animal, um, the epitome of toughness on the mound. Just, um, you know, I was really bummed when I saw I'd lose Tom Seaver and Bob Gibson in short order. It is really, uh, you know, they're, they're old. It sucks. And then today we lost uh, one of the guitar gods, one of the greatest guitarists of all time in Eddie Van Halen. Um, if you're talking greatest guitarist of all time, he's certainly in the top three, five, five minimum conversation. Um, influential, you could say he's next to Hendrix, maybe the most influential. Um, at least, for, at least, like bridging the gap from generation to generation. Certainly, I, certainly. I would say that Eddie Van Halen is the quintessential. Uh, oh, it, what a shame! Sixty-five. It's, it's a throat cancer. He's been battling for twenty. As I smoke this dart, it's fine. But uh, so the the thing is with Eddie Van Halen. I mean, the first time I ever heard Van Halen was with Sammy Hagar. Take that conversation completely out of it. Van Halen is one of the most influential rock bands oh, of the last it's, forty it's, years. Um, as far it's as, not even a debate, and like energy, style, sound, like everything. Eddie Van Halen is the godfather. He invented the tapping on the neck of the guitar. Yep. He no one did that before he did. Um, he invented a style all his own. Eddie Van Halen was a presence on stage even later in his life. Yeah. The first tour they went back on tour with uh, David Lee Roth, and I went at the uh, Izod Center at the time. And uh, I remember I was like front stage because my uncle was a caterer, and he got me front. He got me like to the like front row, and they'll see live. Eddie, see the master at work play Eruption. Oh, you really dude. got me. We ain't talking about love. All these amazing hits. Running with the devil. Shit. Dude. And at the time it was shit. even and it was even cooler too because Wolfgang, his son, was playing bass because Michael Anthony took off yeah. with Sammy Hagar, and it's one of the most memorable concert experiences I would I've ever think had so. in my yeah, life. Yeah, yeah. To hear the master himself play Eruption. 
There's, well, it's, so, it's bar none, and to, I, I I don't get bummed out a lot when uh, this when, one when, when, me cele- out. when this, celebrities die, but like Van Halen is like my heart in, went into my stomach. It's in my DNA. Yeah, dude. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know. Um, so we will uh, say rest in power to two legends and Bob Gibson and Eddie Van Halen. Big facts. Um, so next thing, uh, we all saw the Borat trailer. Amazing, um, dude. Fucking amazing. Michael Penis is what yeah, he Penis, says, yeah. dude. I will. I'm like, this dude did it. Like, this is gonna. It looks really good, dude. The fact that he puts on a Trump mask and he's at the fucking RNC and he's dude. screaming with some chick C-Pack. over his shoulder. It was CPAC, right? Yeah. Oh, CPAC, that's yeah. what it was. And he's with some chick over his shoulder. Got- I have her for you. Michael Penis. <laughs> yeah. Dude, when he's when he's in the uh, I'm killing the vi- the virus. Uh, dude, I I cannot wait. It's only a couple weeks away, which is yeah. fucking great. Like that is my Friday night. I told the landlord, she's like we had plans at night. I said, "No, we don't." Like <laughs> these anymore. are our plans. I'm like, "I'm getting Taco Bell. We're watching this. Shut up." <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm so excited. The trailer lived up to the billing. Um, just some of the things that he looks like he's going to be doing. Uh, I love the fact that he was out there and people were like, Bora. He's like, no, it's not me. Uh, I, I can't wait to see. I do like what's Bora. He's running down the street with his shirt, with his fucking Yeah, his shirt up. over No, it's not me. Uh, I, I, I can't wait. <laughs> the suit wait. is black not. The suit is black not. Dude, I just, I love when he's like. I the suit is black Paul's he's, not. He's talking, to, he's talking to like that southern dude and he's like, it's okay I stay your house? And he's like. Okay, cool. And he goes to the house. They didn't say anything, and it's just him at the house. And I love that they're sitting there with like the two good old boys, and it's like, so you're telling me that there is something that the Democrats are evil? Yeah, he goes, what is more likely to kill you, that the, the coronavirus or the Democrats? Oh, yeah. Democrats. Yeah, Demo- <laughs> goddamn Democrats for oh, sure. Oh, dude, and you know what's going to happen is so many, because, you know, the right that likes calling everyone snowflakes, they're going to be so triggered by this. They are, dude. And I I'm like, wait. they're, they're going to be so triggered, which again, this is not, I need to say this for a second. For the the group of people that talk about, um, you know, fuck your feelings, just, uh, you're all sensitive, you're all pussies, they all got their feelings a lot in a bunch about people make, making jokes about Trump with coronavirus. <laughs> and I wasn't one, I'm not talking about wishing death on him, but I'm talking about making it was, jokes. It was a little too much. It, it's, for me. It, well, wishing the death is way too much for me. I would never that, wish that, that. That's what I'm saying. No, I'm talking about. But and the, as someone but, who's wished death on someone before, I, yeah, I felt no, like, I, I, I could put it in perspective. And no matter what, like, you, I never want to stoop that low. Sure, I, I will stoop that low, but not when it comes to the office of the president. No matter how you may feel about the president, it, the country does not do well after a president dies. But the jokes about it, and the jokes specifically about how this dude has been saying it's bullshit this whole time, and this whole fucking everyone around him is infected. You kind of walked into this joke, and you can't be sensitive about it. it the president is not above it. I love. I did love that the day that he was diagnosed, it was the anniversary of the video of him mocking Hillary Clinton for passing out with pneumonia <laughs> and talking about her being sick. There, there's some. I, you guys can't be sensitive if you want to call everyone else sensitive. Sorry. Listen, Man, if, you, listen. If you don't, if you can't take a joke, don't make a joke. Yeah, exactly. That. Maybe you're just as sensitive as the people you hate. Um, okay, so uh, Jamie Fox and Electro coming back to Spider. I don't know, dude. That movie was terrible. So, no, no denying it. So I, I was reading up on this because I was very confused because it's like, well, it happened already. So apparently, the, with the, the new uh, the new Doctor Strange movie, it's opening up the whole multiverse. Yeah, that's what it's supposed so to do. I'm hearing I'm hearing things like Tom Cruise as an alternate Iron Man. I'm hearing that they want to bring back Toby and Andrew Garfield. I would be down. That's Tom a great Holland idea. For a great for one movie, like it, it opens up a wide variety of possibilities. Well, you know they're 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 
they're trying, they saw how successful and popular Into the Spider-Verse was, yeah. that they're eventually going to be like, we're going to make a live-action Spider-Verse. Of course. And I don't need a live-action Spider-Verse, because no. Into the, uh, the Spider-Verse, well, it's, it's a fucking great movie. Right. Um, but you know they're going to go that way. Of course. I, as far as Jamie Foxx playing Electro, I remember when they cast him as that, I was pumped. I thought the, the picture that came out looked really cool. And then the movie was just really bad. He was bad. The character was bad. They did the whole thing badly. Right. So maybe it could be done better. I'm not against the idea because it's different creative doing it. Um, I think it was you, Josh, had the theory that, oh, this is how we're going to get Marvel to stop wanting Spider-Man. We're going to bring back this character. I mean, <laughs> I, it, it, I, it just seems to me that they're going to introduce a lot of multiverse things with this. And then that's all it is. It's just Jamie Foxx is going to reprise his role as Electro. I would, I, and it's going to be not... I don't think... I, I, what I would think is that it wouldn't be for this massive role. You maybe just I mean? like a small spot or well, something. Did you see, it would be like Paul uh, Giamatti as a fucking rhino. Did you see his announcement post that he had to delete? What? No. What so he, he announced that he signed back on and this was the role it was going to be. But he posted a picture of like the... Like the it was like the New York skyline, okay, with like electricity in the air, right, and three Spider Men. Yeah, I told you, I knew for a fact that was gonna. So happen. he might have fucked it up. Okay, so listen, I'm not. That's against what I'm saying. It. It's gonna be Toby, Andrew, Dude, and that Tom. will be huge if they do that. That'll be fucking massive, and everyone will be like, "Yeah, Toby's back with Tom Holland," and there's Andrew Garfield. Oh, <laughs> Andrew Garfield gets a bad rap. The he first does. one is good. The first one's really good. I think the first one's really good. It's just the second one stunk, and you totally wasted Paul Giamatti in the second movie. Yeah. Oh my God. Horribly. Totally All right. Um, I'm bummed out. Regal Cinemas is closing. AMC apparently only has six months of cash left. Yeah. Which sucks, um, and it's a prelude to a lot of other type businesses like that being in a lot of trouble. Um, so the last thing I want to talk about before we get into football, Taylor, um, I want to bring up again that um, you weren't here last week for it, but uh, you lost two more fights picking head-to-head with me in the UFC a couple this weeks ago. This is part ago. of the retractions I wanted to, I wanted to talk <laughs> okay, about. Okay, please, please. So we said flat out. This doesn't count. We're just doing this for fun. I know. We were just doing it for fun. But... No, no, we were doing it for fun. And then, obviously, like Dan always does, he has to ruin everything. <laughs> Honestly, I forgot we, that we were just doing it for fun. So, uh, that's, uh, fair. We, that's fair. That's what we said. Like, be- I forgot well, about well, that. Be- well, because it was the pay-per-view, all we cared about were those two fights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it wasn't... We didn't give a I, shit. I completely forgot that we had said that. Um... So my mistake, and then I, I apologize. That fine, whatever. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually happy I lost. Yeah, because, yeah. Because like I was, I was so happy to see Izzy. Bring you got a big upset. Yeah. Oh, it was like great. And to see Bla- Bla- Blauwich, I don't yeah. know how to say his name. We still Jan don't know. Bla- Blauwich. Sure. And then um, the other attraction uh, that I want to form sure uh, submit to was I didn't bet the Minnesota Twins to win the World Series, asshole. Yes, you did. No, I didn't. I bet them to win. I wouldn't. I bet them to win the first game of the three game series. Oh, okay. That was a mistake too. Because it was a play, so it was a play of the day. No, I didn't take advice from Jerry because if I did, I would actually fucking. Win. I know. Can you believe Jerry's photoshops with him acting like he's winning all his bets? I know, dude. Dude, it's first of all, sad. If, I wanted, if I show him my winnings, oh, fuck dude, you, bro, dude. I here's the thing with Jerry. I'm in five I, I feel figures. I feel really bad for him because he's stuck in this shitty union. Um, he's he's you know Yo. clearly his wife hates him. So wait, uh, did, did you see the tweet he tagged me? Yes, today? I did. I did just. See and that. then did you see that page like that tweet? Oh, did she? She did. That's funny. Yeah, Paige was like, I learned a lot about unionism today. And it's like, I bet, Mike, it put, this put, this makes your stomach And she liked and it? Paige liked it. That's funny. Um, yeah, but he, going back to Jerry. So, you know, he on, his wife Why? hates him. His wife hates him. He's in a shitty union. Um, he looks terrible. And, you know, and then he, he's, he's a Mets and Dolphins fan, like myself. And he's just blowing his money and he's lying about winning. It's, just, it's all blatant. Like, who, and his like, Photoshops aren't even good. Who hits on these fucking prop bets, dude? No, Nobody no, no one. 
one. That's why we know I it's bullshit. For two grand. Sure you, you didn't did. hit for two grand. You're spending your wife's two grand because we know that your union probably fired you years ago, and you're lying about it. And your fired, wife's the breadwinner. Fired you years. Yeah, ago. dude. Probably for something weird like diddling. diddling. Uh, <laughs> so Jerry, Jerry diddles kids. Jerry diddles kids. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta be Wait. younger than my daughter, not older than my wife. <laughs> so. To be real, for, to be real for a second. So when he posted us ri- like like ripping him at the end of the yeah, like, yeah. two shows ago, the first <laughs> thing I saw was, "Why are you listening on SoundCloud?" You <laughs> and the second was, someone took the bait and was like, "Cause he's like, oh, I'm, I lawyered up and I'm gonna sue these assholes." Like, this is fucked up. And someone on the, on his comments was like, "Yo, bro, like that's fucked they up." They really like, fucking like, ripped into you. You're like, "Yo, you're like, did you sign a release form? Like, Dude. is that legal? Like, that's defamation of character." <laughs> and I'm like, I'm just, I, I'm loving hearing it. They Dude, and it's just me yelling, on, like, fuck you. On his Facebook, someone goes, that dude called you crap and poop. Yeah. <laughs> it's All just right. so funny that, like, we are indirectly trolling other people. Yeah, I, th- I'm, that's what I want to do on a daily basis. Um, so, going back to the UFC thing really quick. Have you been following the rivalry of John Jones and Israel Adesanya? I've, I've loved Josh, every you need to, you it. need to go find these tweets. You need to follow both of them because it is vile. It is hateful. They really hate each they other. They need to fight. Really I don't do. care about John moving up to two oh f- uh, to heavyweight. I don't care about Izzy f- defending his title. This is a real grudge match, and I I, I do think John would probably kill him because he's just too fucking big. But the way Izzy can hit, you never know. With the way he can pick people apart, and John's got them skinny legs, and he's had leg injuries, and he's been susceptible to kicks. I just need the fight for the fucking build up because they're getting so nasty with each other. Really bad. It, it's the fight to make. It'll make so much money. Izzy is a star. His pay-per-view sold 700,000 pay-per-views and only a second title defense coming off the Yoel Romero stinker, which, again, Polo Costa proved was not his fault. That was Romero's fault. Yeah, big fact. Um, but we need that fight. Badly need that fight. We absolutely need that fight, and I'm really happy that I think it was two days after the fact after Paul got fucking brained, he posted this video. Oh, he's making all kinds of excuses. And, like he's posting this. Vi- he posted this video saying he didn't like how uh, I designed. Humped him. Treated him humped him at him. the end. <laughs> and he talked about how like you know how like uh, dude the black belt line was amazing. It's like you got a black belt. That's my dick wrapped around dude, me. Dude, his shit Israel, talk was so good. Israel Adesanya was on another level. The whole Paul. He's Costa his. It, it, at first, it felt like like. Sportsmanship, like it was heated sportsmanship, but they had it. They had. They did not uh, like each other. They genuinely don't like each other. And Izzy doesn't take. He doesn't want to hear about hyping the fight. He's, you know, he's from uh, Nigeria, I believe. Um, yes. He does. Ogana or something. Like that. Uh, yeah, I Ghana, Ghana, I believe. Um, he, but he's. That's the difference between him and a fucking guy like Colby Covington, who is not a bright person. Izzy's smart. Like when he speaks, yeah. even when he's shit talking and he's cursing, he's speaking with purpose. And direction, and he can still be articulate with what he's saying. And when you just watch him fight, it is—it's so fascinating. It's methodical how he picks you apart. He is a fucking sharpshooter, a surgeon. Whatever it was, what he did was just unbelievable. To a very and watching it back again, I don't think Costa necessarily fucked up with his game plan. I just think that he was so thrown off by Izzy's timing, which yeah. is what guys like Anderson Silva did for years. Um, well, because it, it's unnatural how, yeah. how good this. His timing, is. the way he moves. And if you hit him, he's moving away from it, so and, you don't hit him. And you know what's fucking crazy too is that like he has all this. You know, he's he's a showman. He's so charismatic, all this yeah. stuff. But like when he's like at the press conference or when he like when it's fight time, when he's in the cage, he's stoic. Yes, no very. matter what, he's always in the moment. The moment, the, the lights are never too bright for him. 
I, maybe it's an unfair comparison. He reminds me very much of Fedor, where the lights do not bother him at all. It's, um, I'm, yes, no, listen, that part I'm of saying it, yeah. from that aspect. I'm not his, saying listen, his Fedor, energy, com- Fedor is a completely different animal. No, his I'm energy just saying is, from that perspective. His energy is very much like that. He does get a little more animated than Fedor, but when it comes fight time and the cage door is closed, nothing he, else matters. No, that that's all he's locked on. And that will come with 100 combat sports uh, at fights. You know what I mean? All right, guys, let's get into our NFL picks. Uh, we're heading into week five of the NFL. Um, now, before we do our picks, we start this last week um, because of the quarter of the way season's done we'll do quarter of the year awards um, so um, and random ones uh, quarter of the season NFL MVP so far I, I say Russell Wilson. Yeah, it's Russell. I would say Russ. I, I, there's a strong case for Josh Allen, but right now it's Russell Yes, there Wilson. is a strong case for Josh Allen. Um, defensive player of the year so far for me is Miles Garrett. Yeah, Miles Garrett. Has uh, I think he has a strip sack in every single game this year, which is crazy. He is on another planet right now. He's If he continues this kind of pace, he's going to be doing the, the things that J.J. Watt was doing for years and Aaron Donald was do, has, has been doing and still is doing. Um, just a phenomenal talent as long as he keeps his head and his helmet on. Um uh, coach of the year so far is an interesting one. Coach of the year is kind of weird. Um, as much as I want to give it to Pete Carroll for what I mean, because like if you look at that Seattle roster, that defense is abysmal. Yeah, and the fact that they're four and zero. Yeah, and is kind of ridiculous. So my vote would kind of go towards Pete Carroll. If 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 the Cardinals if the Cardinals last week beat the Panthers, it was Cliff Kingsbury all the way. So actually, even if they beat the Panthers, uh, my pick would be Kevin Stefanski in Cleveland. That's a big um, one too. Taking over, you know, a team that was you know sorely disappointing last year, um, rushed for three hundred yards after losing Nick Chubb after six carries last week. Mm-hmm. Um, finding the identity of that team, you getting very creative. What he did with Odell Beckham and Jarvis Landry last week was brilliant. Yo, Jarvis Landry on a roll. Yo, he's got OBJ. a cannon. He did that in Miami once yeah. too. Um, my pick will be Kevin Stefanski of the Cleveland Browns. Josh, what about your coach of the year so far? Um, Dan Quinn? N- uh, no. Definitely not Dan Quinn. <laughs> definitely not fucking Dan Quinn. No way, dude. Uh, what is, uh, what's that motherfucker's name in uh, Buffalo? Um, Sean McDermott. Yeah, dude. He's great. He's too. been doing a, a great, great job. Um, it's weird because with Coach of the Year, it generally goes to the team that like it's winning. overachieved or like wasn't expected to win, and they're pretty good. Um, he was my second choice. Yeah. Um, but I, I think Stefanski. You know, they're the Browns have scored thirty points in three straight games for the first time since nineteen sixty eight. It's fucking awesome. Um, they're three Smash and one for over. the first time since two thousand one in the Tim Couch days. <laughs> um, so uh, very impressive. Um, let's see, most disappointing player so far this season. Oh, that's actually hard. Can you come back to me? I think about Most that. disappointing player so far this season. Um, it, it, it's a shame to put it on him, but when you get paid the way you do and you're at this position um, and your team is 0-4, it's got to be Deshaun Watson. Um, you know, you've won four division, five division titles in the last six years, I think it is. I have to disagree with you. It's I, not I, his fault. I understand what you're saying, and I know you don't want to put it on yeah, him, but I don't. I, he's the quarterback. I get it. I'll say him. Or it's, it, he's not disappointed no. at all. He's the only reason they're even yeah, remotely competitive. competitive. That's fair. Maybe it could be Kirk Cousins. Well, see, uh, the, for me, the most disappointing player in the league right now, hands down, is Daniel Jones. I, because, I think there's a fair case for him, be, too. Just because Daniel Jones is supposed to take this massive leap forward. And, I mean, like, look, there's not much there to throw to. I know. But, that's but why I'm, still, like, a little... But they're still <sighs> competent enough. They're, listen, they're wide receivers. Sam Darnold has no one to throw to. Yeah, yeah. And I understand that. But Daniel Jones, at least, has competent wide receivers. He's got Darius Sl- Slayton. Slayton has proven he could uh, he can catch. Golden Tate is a, is a uh, wi- wildly Golden veteran. Golden Tate took this week off. Like, a f- I would have cut Golden Tate immediately after that bullshit. Not because he was wrong. Because he was in the right for what he did. He stood up. 
stood up for his, his sister. sister, but he let that fucking anger get into his way of playing, played a non-typical Golden Tate game. He took plays off, especially after Ramsey nailed him on that fucking tackle yep. where he body slammed him. Uh, that annoyed me more than anything. I had no issue with the brawl. He was defending his sister. I'm cool with that. But the fact that you let that take you out of the game, a game you had to have because you have to have a game, um, that I would have cut him after that because what is he doing for you right now? Right. It, it, you're better off getting these guys that aren't anyone. They're, they're, they're fucking, they scored, the Giants in four games have scored 47 points. Yeah, it's bad. They're nine points. I, I don't disagree on the Daniel Jones front. I've always been lukewarm on him. Everyone kind of bought into it last year when the Danny Dimes nickname came up and I was like, let's well, just let's just wait. Well, that's the other thing too. I mean, it's I don't like anointing Nick. You know no, I don't like nicknames. It's also hard because his, his first career started throws four touchdowns. So obviously, yeah, it's, especially the bar in New was York, set. the bar was it set. happens. Yeah. So Dan, and, but, Sam Darnold's first pass was a pick six and then he won the game. So my other pick was going to be Bradley Chubb until he had a three sack game. Yeah, he, so, he played. I, I have a strong case for Drew Brees because um, it, it's age so I can work against him. But the other thing too, like I remember someone put a tweet of like his, his throw to Kamara on the wheel route and it was like, oh look, this is the Brees of all. Yeah, no, yeah. It's one throw to Alvin Kamara against a linebacker and he fucking moron yeah, can make yeah, that yeah, throw. For sure, for sure. And um, by the way, Alvin Kamara is all the way back. Yeah. He is a fucking he, it's animal. Not, it's guy. not even, it's, that's why I picked him last season to be offensive player of the year and then he was banged up. Yeah. He's a freak. He's a freak. Um, let me think. Um, the worst coach of the year, I think it's pretty easy to say Adam well, Gase. What's, the, what's your most disappointing player? Oh, um, yeah, true, true. Philip Rivers. Um, the three and one, but it's on the back of the defense, and you thought he would have done more. I would actually argue T.Y. Hilton's Dude, been a little more disappointing. That fucking yeah. defense scored 16 points. That defense I think it was not is not this week, the week before. They're a one call defense. I love it. They're yeah. not doing anything complex. They got great communication on there. No breakdowns. So to me, I, I why I don't entirely agree with Philip Rivers is because he is making throws. It's the guys that aren't making the catches. And I mean, T.Y. So, Hilton having so T.Y. Hilton leads the league in drops. It's the weirdest thing because it's so it's the same thing with DeAndre. Hopkins they only had two drop passes all season. The next year he had six in the first yeah. three games. So it's 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 hard to compare the two. And to me, just seeing like you bring in someone like Trey Burton who was way overpaid Trey out of Burton. Philadelphia, he stinks. Yeah. And I mean, oh, for one play, yes. Well, I bought <laughs> yeah. game of his life in the Super Bowl. Yeah, of course, Bowl. of course. And then well, and then you also lose it. What you lose Marlon Mack, but then you have you have someone like Hakeem sure. Hines who steps up big time. So there's a lot of good and Jonathan things. Taylor, Jonathan, Jonathan Taylor. about time. And yeah. I feel well, bad. I'm good they held him back because he got ran to the fucking well, ground. Oh, Wisconsin? Yes. Yeah, and he's I think he's going to be great for a short window. Yeah, he's going to um, he's going to have an amazing 3 years and he's going to fall off. Yeah, probably. Um I think another, you know, most disappointing, I think, you know, the expectations here are different, but he, this guy has never played like this. Rob Gronkowski's been awful. Yeah, he's been really He's bad. been he had one catch for 20 yards. He's not drawing penalties. It's just I think that's a position where you can't lose weight like he did being away. You just you you can't. So, yeah. Um He does and, look skinny. He looks gaunt. Yeah, a little go, bit. Yeah, I would say offensive player of the year is Alvin Kamara without yes. without doubt right now. Dude, that that 52 like it was a little dump pass and he turned into a 50. Oh, against the Packers. Touchdown. He just bails out. Oh, dude. Drew Brees left him. For right. sure. All right. So, um after last week in our picks, uh we all went 12 and 3. Every single one of us, 12 and 3. So the, we're still separated by the same amount. Josh is in first at 45, 17 and 1. I'm in second at 42, 20 and 1. And Josh, and 
Taylor, you're in third at 41-21-1. We all had very good weeks last week. A couple games screwed us. A couple upsets here and there. Cardinals screwed all three Cardinals of us. Cardinals screwed all three of us. Um, so we'll get started right away. Um, uh, first game of the week, Thursday night, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers look like they're firing on all cylinders right now. Tom Brady, five touchdown passes after that terrible pick six. The five different receivers did lose O.J. Howard for the season. Big, big loss. Maybe Gronk gets more targets now. Um, against the Chicago Bears, who laid a fucking stinker with Nick Foles. It was bad. Um, against a very, very good defense, mind you. Um, the Bucks are only five-and-a-half-point favorites on the road. The travel, I get it. Bears do have a good defense still. Um, despite that, I, I think it's the Bucks. I, I, I like what they're doing on offense. A very, very underrated defense in Tampa. Big facts. Playing great. Uh, I'll take Tampa as well as much as I want to take the, the Bears, but the, the Tampa's just a much better team. Yeah, I, I do think this could be a prime spot for a, a low-scoring kind sure. of upset because Nick Foles, Tom Brady, you know, there's a little the history there. Whatever yep. you want to think about, you know, different teams, whatever. Nick Foles seems to not be able to play anywhere but Philly. But um, I... This one does scare me a little bit. The, to be honest with you, not even this one. Every single game this yeah, week. Yeah, this is a tough out. week. Uh, Josh, what about you? Yeah, I'm going to take the Bucks also. Yeah, I think. Um, I just think that Brady looks like he's getting comfortable, and it's a cold weather game. We know he likes those. Although the difference from now going from you know heat to cold could be different. I don't know how cold it is in Chicago right now, but this is the time it's of year when enough. it starts getting cold. It's cold enough when you're in fucking a night Tampa. game. Uh, I don't know how much time we have to spend on this game. Just a little bit of, uh, I guess, uh, accounting on it. Uh, the Cincinnati Bengals at the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, the Ravens are 13 and a half point favorites at home. Uh, Bengals getting Joe Burrow his first win. Uh, played very well. Efficient. He's playing efficient football with a poor offensive line. Nothing spectacular, but he's getting the job done. He's keeping his team in it. Um, they just don't have the firepower to keep up with Baltimore on offense. Uh, their defense is too good. Um, the Bengals' defense is horrific, and uh, it's worse than the football team's defense. And I think in that case, it's going to be a high-scoring game for Baltimore. So give me Baltimore all the way. Ravens need a big bounce-back week because even though this final score was 31-17 to last week against the football team, they looked awful. For a team that scored 31 points, I haven't seen a front-runner in the AFC look that bad in a very long time. Sloppy, out of sync. Lamar Jackson can't throw for 200 yards against the fuck. Did you bet the over on that? Yes. That's why you're mad. No, but like, but, no, but that's part of it. But genuinely, like when you watch, but he's that not game, supposed to really like his his numbers. Right, no, he's a quarterback. He's, he's not supposed to. No, throw but it. but his their offense isn't built for him I to have under, games like that. I, I understand like, that. I but what I'm saying is to be still be that sloppy and score still score 31 points. I think you need a bounce back week and this yeah. is the perfect team to be. Yeah, up on. I I agree with that. It's the, I thought they were going to win by more, so you're not wrong, especially in the division. Yeah. Sure. You yeah. know what I mean? And obviously 17 is like it's a garbage time touchdown at the end, so it sure. looks better than it really yeah, yeah. is, but still. Um yeah, it was almost a backdoor cover on that one. Oh, <laughs> uh, Josh. Uh, yeah, yeah that's I, I figured all they through. fucking put RG three in it and immediately throws the interception. Yeah, I know, I loved it. Um Stupid. so all right, RG3, so then my guy. Uh, yeah, yeah my I, guy. I, I was so happy when you got that jersey for your birthday and then he got hurt like a week later. Yep. <laughs> Mike Shanahan ruined him. Yes, he did. Uh next game, the two and two Carolina Panthers, a guy that right now would have coach of the year consideration to Matt Rule when they were considered to be one of the worst teams at the um uh, the last place. Um, oh, last place under the Panthers, zero yep. and four. Atlanta Falcons, who you picked last week. Yep. Um, at least, hey, listen, if you're going to take any wins this season, mm -hmm. it was over early. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, Josh, your Falcons are three point favorites at home. I don't know why. Thoughts? <laughs> yeah, big facts. Don't <laughs> know why. Thoughts? I don't know why. Uh, yeah. So you know that that whole thing was great. You know, uh, <laughs> I I remember uh, Julio caught a pass and he. He passed uh, Roddy White for the all-time franchise leader. And then uh, they tweeted a picture of a goat wearing a number 11 jersey. And I'm like, that goat looks like Black Phillip. 
And then Julio didn't come back into the game. And so, Calvin Ridley finished with zero catches. Yep. They yeah, blanketed so all, him. Yeah, all, all great. You know, Dan Quinn is a great coach. Uh, I'm really glad that he's still there. You, you got Dick Cotter. Uh, Dick Cutter. <laughs> Dick Cutter? <laughs> Dick Cutter is yeah. there. Uh, <laughs> keep Dick Cutter name. is yeah. there. Dick Cutter is <laughs> Tell him Dan is coming. <laughs> With all that being said... Um, we had a we had an interesting talk last week about uh, about the Yankees and how I feel about their rivals. Sure, um, you know I don't mind the the, the O's. I don't mind the. Uh, you hate the Panthers. I fucking hate the Panthers. I can't pick them, so I got to pick the Falcons. All right, Taylor. I fucking hate the Panthers. So if there's any example of how replaceable the running back position is, look no further than Carolina. Christian McCaffrey's hurt. They go two and zero. What? What the fuck? Dude? I saw a crazy uh a, Dude, by the way, whoever that running back was, Mike Beck Davis. Mike Davis? Yeah, he's excellent he's, running back. He's solid, man. He's very good. I there was a go ahead while you're talking about your pick. There was a tweet thread I saw about running backs cuz we've had this conversation. You and I have disagreed on it, but I think you sort of warm up to the running back argument that's I, out there. I get it because but there are a few guys that really do break the mold and break the rule. Obviously, you have like a Saquon Barkley, but he's hurt. Sure. You have a Christian McCaffrey, but he's hurt. And the Panthers are 2 and 0 ever since. Alvin Nick Kamara, Chubb and you got Kareem Hunt. Nick Chubb and you got Kareem Hunt and that other fucking kid, whoever his name is. Um, but it, it really, this is such a hard game to pick because the Falcons do have, this is this is where I get, this is where I screw myself a lot. I see the Falcons offense and I know, I know that they could put up 40 Yeah, sure. I know they can't, but they just don't do it. They're the little engine they could have screwing themselves. Yeah. Every single time. So for that reason, because they're on a roll, give me the Carolina Panthers. Give me the points as well, laying three and a half, because there's no reason, realistically, that the Falcons should be favored in any game moving forward. Yeah. Unless you're playing the um, Jets, honestly. I, I am going to take the Falcons here. Um, I just, you know, when I see a team like the Panthers that on paper isn't great, but they're playing inspired football right now. They ran a, a uh, the play, one of the touchdowns that Teddy threw. I might not have actually, no, it wasn't even a touchdown. It was a rush, a big rush by Mike Davis, excuse he's, me. He spinned off the guy. Oh, and but just the, the design of it was so beautiful. It was a brilliantly run play with a poor offensive line. Um, I, I When I watch the Falcons and Josh, um, I'm sure you've seen this too. There's no like rhythm on their offense. It's like, we're going to get this big play and that's it. And although they had that fucking 18 play, 94 yard drive and then a field goal. Field goal. I, I would have gone for it at that point. You have to come yeah, away with the I, touchdown I, on that yeah, drive. You, you fucking converted two fourth downs on that drive. Yeah. Why do you not go for it? If I, if I, if you Fuck. can take solace of anything in this season, this it's a lost season almost. If you go 0 5, it's completely lost. If they go 0 5 and they retain Dan Quinn, it's, I'm done. I'm I think done. they're going to keep I, him. I, the I, I don't I, know. I will not watch another Falcons game this season if they go 0 5 and retain Dan Quinn. I, I, if they go 0 5 and fire Dan Quinn, I'll say, all right. Well, well, listen, like I, so if you could take any solace in anything, it, Todd Gurley is running the ball very, very well yeah, this year he so is. far. He is. That's about that. And then obviously you have a you have a you have a young stud in fucking Calvin. All Ridley. your safeties are hurt. Um this is the thing I and, read on. And you and you have a you found a good replacement for Austin Hooper and Hayden Hurst. He's a very, very like capable type. Oh, I like I like Hayden Hurst end. a lot. He has a very interesting story. If you've ever if you've never heard of it, he was recruited to South Carolina as a major league pitcher. He was drafted out of high school, but he, okay. just, he decided to go to college. He quit baseball because he had the yips. He could not find the strike zone. He was a big-time starting pitcher prospect. Couldn't find it. Then he tried to kill himself, and then his friend found him on the floor, which is why you saw that video oh, of him yeah, with yeah, Dak yeah. Prescott, like how he has so much respect for his brother passing away and shit like that. I wouldn't necessarily respect it. Well, <laughs> no, I get what you're saying. Right. I, get I, saying. I definitely <laughs> phrased it wrong. But, the, but yeah, that, that's I, besides listen, dude, the point. I have respect for your brother actually pulling off the job. I tried and I <laughs> fucked it up. No, that's terrible. <laughs> 
<laughs> so respect and, to so him. anyway, so he so he gets found. You know, obviously he gets the help he, he gets the help he needs. He walks on the uh, South Carolina, becomes a first round draft pick. Yeah, and then he gets traded to yep. Atlanta, where he is now, which I had no idea till week one. And he was really good in Baltimore. He too. was great. Him and Mark Andrews and were, uh, the guy. Him, you guys, him and Mark Andrews was Gronk and Hernandez. Yeah. and you guys, uh, the guy that you traded for from Miami, Charles Harris, actually has like two and a half sacks, which I think he had like he's four total too. in his three years in Miami. So he's playing well. Yeah. I think they're gonna get it this week. I do. By the way, the thing I was just reading about running backs that it, I was telling you about. In re- in reality, Grady Jarrett should eat this game. Yeah. But he won't. Should, no, he probably won't. And I'm, I feel bad saying that. Um, but he so, should eat well, this Well, nobody game. else on the line is any good, so he's getting fucking doubled that's nonstop. What that's yep. what I'm saying. Man, All right. So, so this is um the, the the thread about running backs I read. Um, the Brown, Yesterday, the Browns starting running back, Nick Chubb, was lost with an injury after six carries. The Browns proceeded to rush for 307 yards, yeah. most by any NFL team in two years. When former number overall two, number overall number two overall pick Saquon Barkley was lost for the season with a knee injury, he had 34 yards on 90, 19 carries. That's awful. The two running backs who replaced him, career backup Wayne Gallman and a recent arrival Devontae Freeman, both have more yards on fewer carries. <laughs> the Lions have used two. Both Devontae Freeman off the street. Yep. Dude. The Lions have used two recent uh, second round picks on running backs. Their leading rusher is 35 year old Adrian Peterson, who arrived in Detroit less than a week before the first game of the season. He's killing it. The Jaguars cut number, former number four overall pick Leonard Fournette replaced him with undrafted rookie James Robinson, a front runner for rookie of the year right now on offense, who was on pace to finish the season with 1,140 yards rushing and 644 yards receiving. More yards from scrimmage than Fournette had in any season in Jacksonville. The Dolphins traded for Matt Breida and signed Jordan Howard to free agency this offseason. Their leading rusher is Miles Gaskin, a 2019 seventh round pick. Carolina made Christian McCaffrey the highest paid running back in the NFL this year. He got hurt after two games which was Placed by career backup Mike Davis, who has more yards from scrimmage, scrimmage than McCaffrey. The Panthers won both games that Davis started and lost both that McCaffrey started. So the, here's it's, my exception to the rules because McCaffrey is such a dynamic playmaker, whereas Davis, I'm not saying he's oh, not. Oh, but Davis is very, sure, one dimen- sure. very one dimensional. We, That's the exception to the rule. We have multiple seasons worth of seeing what Christian McCaffrey can do. It's a two game window Dude, for Mike Davis. Did, didn't, didn't he have a fucking? Didn't he have a 2,000 yard season last yeah, year? Yeah, all scrimmage, all Ridiculous. purpose yards. Yeah. Um, all right, let's get to the next game. Um, the Las Vegas. Raiders, after their 2-0 start, have come back down to earth Thank and look God. like the John Gruden team I always expect to see. Um, they got their players getting fined. NFL's now saying if you're breaking these rules, you potentially forfeit your game. You know what? Good. Good if you're going to be fucking stupid about it. I don't care if it was for a charity event. It's not that fucking difficult. Mask up and take a fucking picture, stupid. Um, they're taking on Kansas City. <laughs> Kansas City's 12 and a half point favorites. Uh, they're going to fucking demolish the Raiders. Give me the Chiefs. Give me the points. Yeah, dude. I, I, I am only scared because it is a division game and sometimes weird yeah, shit happens. Yeah, uh, of course. But it's this is one of those things where the Raiders are so bad. And we know the Raiders' defense is terrible. It's and they're not going to be able to come up with a game plan like Belichick just did, and he still couldn't stop And it. LaMarcus Joyner is hurt, who's their best yeah, defensive for player, sure, so for it's sure. not happening. And we're not wasting much time on that. Now, this is a game I'm actually a little more intrigued by than the line should indicate, but uh, the Philadelphia Eagles at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Steelers coming off a long layoff now. It, it's a bye week, but not technically because they were practicing all week. Um, yeah, they had no positive tests, mm-hmm, right? Yep. So why, I, yeah, why yeah. did I stop football operations? Exactly, and they, they didn't know if they were going to be playing or not. Big That's facts. the thing, so that was the main thing. Um, Philly coming off their first win over uh, San Francisco. I actually thought they played a pretty good game overall. Um, I liked what I saw from their defense specifically. Fucking um, and just start CJ 
expected from the start, assholes. Yeah, Mel, so much better. I I don't know. It, he he's probably a little better, but I just think it's so hard because I'm not the biggest Garoppolo guy, but he can run an efficient offense and limit the mistakes. And I don't know if either of these two guys can do it on a consistent basis. I, I, listen, I have no problem saying if Garoppolo starts that game, it's not even close. Um, yeah, I actually don't disagree with that. I don't know. I don't know because there's just there's so many injuries to the 49ers, and you could still go two and zero despite those injuries, but they will catch up with you because I understand. Depth gets exposed. But, but I just didn't think it was going to happen against Philadelphia. The, this is the problem when you have that many injuries is the guys that are now starting are usually your special teams depth. Of course. And now they're going to be getting worn out and your special teams are hindered and they've, their special teams haven't looked as good. Um, as far as this game, Eagles in Pittsburgh, I am not comfortable with this at all, but I am going to take the Steelers just because I, I think their their defense is so fucking good. And Wentz still doesn't look great. He looked a little, he had some better moments. He made that one pass he made to, to really seal it he was flashes. against a, a, an undrafted receiver right yeah. off the practice squad. Um, it, this is one of these games where I'm kind of like, shit, this could be it because the Steelers coming off the bye, um, quote unquote, bye week. I'm not comfortable with it, but I'm going to take the Steelers just based on their defense. Give me the Steelers. Give me the points. Carson Carson Wentz has had trouble staying upright all season. Yeah, his against dude, the best pass rush in, in, he's in had, all of the NFL. He's already had three different full offensive line lineups. So I, I listen. <laughs> I understand that he's getting a really bad card. That he's been, he's got a really shitty hand. He's get he's been yeah sure I understand sure. that. And I know that the it, like the ability is still there. I'm starting. He's got to play better. The that's that's exactly. that's what it comes down to. to it. The, His the mechanics. Fucking, the lever, there's no excuse for the mechanics. The lever starting to go towards maybe he's missing guys in the flat. Maybe he's not that great anymore because he hasn't been the same he'll, since he was borderline MVP. He'll be a, another case of a dude that probably goes to another team and gets the right offensive coordinator, like a, a quarterback guru, like Adam Gase, and fixes him. <laughs> Listen, if, there, if there's any if there's any place to go with Carson Wentz and you want to revitalize your career because they have an, an aging starter who's going to leave. Very soon, if I'm Indianapolis, I find a way to get Carson Wentz on that. Dude, team. if you're Tampa, <laughs> Tampa, <laughs> like, like shit. you have so many young yeah. teams with old. Oh, dude, but you know who will be like, I'll take him is probably Belichick. <laughs> Because <laughs> I listen, I know, I'm We're sure all he lo- doomed. I know he has Cam and he loves Cam. I can't see if Cam continues at the pace he's going, him offering the money that Cam is going to want, yeah. and as opposed to what he'll be able to trade for Wentz. I don't know. That's interesting, uh, Josh. What about you in this game? Uh, yeah, I'm taking the Steelers as well. Uh, kind of same same uh, thinking that Taylor has. Uh, Carson Wentz has had a hard time staying. Yeah, this yeah. It's it's impossible for any quarterback, and you know if it, it, other quarterbacks would be playing better under those circumstances. He's just such a Raw physical talent, and used to see him when he was, you know, healthy and playing at his best. He was so good on those broken plays. Yep, where the mechanics can get a little wild, and that was the biggest knock on a guy like Pat Mahomes coming out that his wild play they didn't think would translate to the NFL. And it has not only has it translated, it's changed. It's, tra- it. it's transcended. It's changed the it. NFL. I know. I wish I got to find. The way, I got to find Aaron Rodgers no look pass. Well, oh, fuck you, yeah. Pat Mahomes. That was nice. I got to pull up the audio from when we had you, as, had you as a guest on the show, and you said Pat Mahomes was overrated, and just make that a sound clip. Three years ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So we're all taking Pittsburgh there. Uh, next game, I think we're all going to be in agreement here. Uh, the Rams at the football team. Um, football team is close to making a quarterback change. It sounds like this is not the time for Dwayne Haskins. Uh, he's too raw, makes too many mistakes, um, keeps his team in the game, but then he gives it right back. Um, the Redskins are playing inspired defense for Ron Rivera, who 
you know, that, that image of him getting halftime, almost being carried to the back and then having to get an IV. What a tough motherfucker that guy is. Nothing but respect. Yeah, he was so tough. He was a backup for the 85 Bears. <laughs> that, that's not like an insult to I, be a backup I, on the defense for the 85 Bears. That, that he didn't start. Yeah. Um, not really. But, uh, like, he has no business to be Oh, he's an inspiration. Line. It's inspiring. He's, Ron Rivera is amazing. Yeah. Um, but uh, uh, Rams, I'm, I'm going to take, uh, I, I think... You know, give me the Rams. Don't take the points. Rams are bad at covering spreads. Yes, but they Rams are. Rams are good at winning games that are close for some reason. Yeah, yeah. And the Rams, it's not like they their offense was particularly great. The Giants' defense is actually decent, so I don't want to knock okay. it. It's a solid. De- Bradbury's a good corner. Logan Ryan's playing pretty well. Their defense has not. Besides the uh, the three games, besides the 49ers one, their defense has played very well. I think they're fifth in the fourth or fifth in the league right now in yards allowed. It's it's just a testament to Joe Judge. Yeah, Joe Judge went the defensive coordinator, Patrick Graham, what he's done. Yep. Um, all right, so you're taking the Rams, Josh? Taking the Rams. All right. Next game, um, <laughs> the the previously two and zero, now two and two. Arizona Cardinals at the uh, the the, t- the dumpster fire that is the New York Jets. Man, Taylor, uh, I, I'm sure we'll talk about it more when we uh, get to your game. But well, don't uh, worry, I have a statement. Uh, that oh yeah, good good. <laughs> that game was such a fucking. Uh, I couldn't literally the the game last night, the Packers Falcons game ended only 20 minutes after the Jets. Um, Broncos Thursday night game that started at fucking 8 and this game started at 9. I was like, holy shit, the Jets are so bad. Greg Williams continues to do Greg Williams things. They, they you know, they played a little more inspired football. Um, they played, they weren't, they didn't get blown out, which is a, a testament to them not being the worst team in the world in history for one night. But they still found a way to blow it. They they gave them how many first at six first downs on personal fouls? Six personal fouls. Six personal fouls. I think it was seven total and six gave them first down. Uh, yep. six gave them first downs on third downs. Yep. Um just just horrific after Sam has that big run. Nothing else really. They're, they're not getting the they, they talk about the Jets fans talking about Chris Herndon, great tight end. He's dropping his only passes thrown to him. The only two weapons you have is Jamison Crowder. Good receiver. And Frank Gore. Yeah. And, and Frank Gore's running a wheel route? And at 37, he's running a wheel route in the end zone? That picture of Frank Gore. Just so <laughs> bummed out. What is a 38-year-old running back doing a fucking wheel route to the end zone? I, I understand. I understand. I, <sighs> I, I feel so bad for I do, too. Gore. But fuck him. He's a jet. Die. <laughs> I prefer this season. Die. Um, Sports uh, hate and real hate are two the, different The Cardinals uh, coming off two straight losses. I still think they're going to blow the losses. they're, they're going to blow the wheels off the fucking Jets. Yeah, give me the Cardinals because they are a better team, but... Uh, just see that Sam Darnold will get like a touchdown or two, but he's going to throw a bad pick. To bad of course, pick it's just it's. I mean, it's he doesn't have anything to throw to, and he has no confidence in where he's throwing. He's locking down on receivers and one side of the field. It's the same old story, and they're going to ride with Adam Gase all season and break this kid more. Period. Uh, Josh, uh, Jets stink. Going Cardinals. All right. Uh, <laughs> next game. This is I mean, an interesting. This bang. is an interesting game on paper. The Jacksonville Jaguars, who you know were the toast of the town after starting one and one because they they won Week One against the Colts and played almost came back against the Titans. Now lost uh, two straight um, or three straight because they're one and three. Excuse yep. me um, against the own four Houston Texans, who just fired Bill O'Brien um, at, as in his three positions, which team president, general manager, and head coach. Um, you know, fire I, the owner yeah. after giving him all, all that fucking power. Yeah, exactly. Stupid, asshole. stupid. And the, the thing that's crazy, I don't think Bill O'Brien is a bad in-game coach. I don't think he's great. 
I would say he's solid. He's adequate. He's um, the best person I could probably compare him to is like a Jack Del Rio. He's probably a little bit better than a Jack Del Rio type. Great interim head coach. Yeah. Not a real head coach. He, he had one really good season with the Raiders when they made the playoffs. Yep. Derek Carr had like 40 touchdowns that season. One really good season. Talk about a flash in the pan. Yeah, flash in the pan. Um, now, Jacksonville has not looked good since that the, those two games uh, where they went one and one. Houston has been, they, they were dealt a really, really shitty schedule to start the season. Dude, Talk like, about brutal. Yeah, and then the Colts get a fucking preseason schedule. Yeah, a preseason schedule. Um, I, I'm going to take Houston in this one. Usually teams, after a coach gets fired, they rally at least one one or two really good wins because um, they're like, especially now it sounds like things are coming out that he was getting into it with players. Um, he's a dude that won't surprise me if in a couple years he gets another coaching job, figures out the things he did wrong previously and coaches pretty well. Like you see a lot of guys do. Um, you know, that was like Gruden going for He was really good in Oakland, won a Super Bowl in Tampa, yeah. that kind of thing. Um, I, I, you know, you don't win that many division titles in short order in a, a decent division for a few years yeah. and not be a pretty good head coach. Um, but you're a terrible personnel guy. Um, but a terrible person. But uh, give me the Raiders, uh, or the Raiders, the, um, the Texans, excuse me, the Texans in this game over the Jaguars. Uh, yeah, give me the Texans to take their first win this year. Okay, uh, I hope they it's lose. It's going to happen because Romeo Cornell is someone that people respect. In that locker room. Oh God! And, and, he's, and he's gonna oh. be—he's gonna be the interim head coach. You, you know what they're gonna do if they play well under Romeo Cornell? They're gonna make the same mistake the Chiefs did after they fired um, Todd. Uh, what's Todd what? Haley. Todd Haley, where Romeo Cornell got named—he uh, was interim head coach with three games left. He went two and one. They gave, made Cornell the full-time head coach, and they went two and fourteen. Awful. He's a horrible head coach. Great guy. Great well, defensive coordinator. I'm saying, like in this particular situation, yeah, I, they're gonna play for him against a very depleted but a very good Jacksonville offense. The Texans are gonna get, get their first win. Yep. And I know you guys said that Will Fuller stinks, and he does kind of stink, but he's been playing like a true number one these last yeah, couple he's, weeks. Yeah, he's stepped up. So he really has stepped he up. He should have a big game this week until his hamstring tweaks again. We're still waiting for it. Yeah. Josh? Yeah, I'm going to take the Texas as well. They got to get one for uh, they got to get one for Deshaun. <laughs> yeah, they have, have to. to. Um, Alright, next game. Uh, fucking hurt. The Miami Dolphins after the San Francisco 49ers. The 49ers, eight and a half point favorites coming off uh, the loss to, um, uh, to, to, to Philly. Uh, Miami coming off the loss to Seattle, where they played Tough throughout the game, but you can't kick field goals against Russell Wilson and expect to win. You can dominate time possession, the yardage, whatever. But if you're down there at five red zone trips and you kick five field goals, you're going to lose every single time. I was pr- I didn't expect him to win. It was the first time in the season I pick against picked against them. Um, I was proud of how they played. Their defense played pretty well, besides one really bad breakdown at the end of the first half. You put a rookie on there with single coverage with Russell Wilson. What's going to happen with no safety help? Right. Um, I'm not even being a Homer here, I do think they're going to beat the 49ers. I think they match up very well considering everything and how their defense has come along. Um, the thing I just saw about um, the Dolphins from year to year that it makes me very happy about the direction. Um, 29 On offense last year, they had only 53 first down through four, sk- four games. They have 96. Yardage, 900 yards last year, 1,388, up 154%. They had given right, up... Get on with it. Uh, I, I, they only scored 26 points in four games last year. 93 bad. points. They gave up 18 sacks in four games last year, six this year. They had nine turnovers through four games last year, only five. And on defense, they're, they've given up 10% less first downs. They've given up 14% less yards. They've given up 42%. I'm just talking about progress. You have a statement for your fucking team. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, I'm not sitting here reading stats. Yeah, you're reading your fucking notes that are probably barely literate. Okay? Sorry, that was rude. Barely literate. Doesn't <laughs> yeah. even make any sense. No, I'm saying you don't speak well. Um, 
I'm being mean. I'm sorry. This I'm just not saying, true. I'm liking the the improvements I'm seeing from the team despite the record. I really am. They're playing. They played you. every game tough. They've been in every game. The most they've lost by this season was ten points in week one. Really? <laughs> so that's one. I have the under at three and a half. Josh only plays fucking drops when I talk. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um, I think Miami. Uh, if Fitzpatrick struggles in this game, Tua will come in. Um, I think it's. It, I do think that he's actually going to have his first start against Justin Herbert or Joe Burrow ultimately. But I do think if Fitzpatrick struggles, but we just had the Fitz tragic game, which usually means you're going to get the Fitz magic it game. Wasn't even that tragic, to be honest with you. He well, honestly, I would call it. He didn't have the turnovers, but when you don't convert in the red zone to touchdowns, that's on the quarterback. And even he said that. No, after. I, he took I, good I don't. I don't. I don't disagree with you, but I, I. I wouldn't call it tragic. I would call it playing poorly. It was playing poorly. It's not um, tragic. Which makes me think he's tragic gonna, is losing twenty eight three. I, I think he's going to bounce back. Yes, I would agree with that. I think that they're going to have a bounce-back game. I think the 49ers are coming back down to earth with the injuries, which sucks because they are a very talented team on paper. Um, and th- this is the first bad quarterback. Bad, this I would say both these quarterbacks, and I'm not a big Minshew guy. I love him. Don't know if he's that great. They're better than Minshew. Uh, Minshew's better than them. Uh, yes, Bethard and uh, Mullins. So uh, give me the Dolphins in the upset. Um, give me – you know what? Also give me the Dolphins too. Um, just the way that – I mean, C.J. Beathard came in at the end of the game and actually had a chance. Yeah, he went seven zone. for seven, yeah. So he he played fairly well. That scares me more. But I just like what I'm seeing from Miami playing. Byron very, Jones coming back playing, this week. Playing very inspired uh, defense specifically. And, you know, very, yeah. it's hard to contain that Seattle offense with Russ really firing all cylinders like we really haven't seen before. Yeah, um, I mean, he didn't throw f- uh, four touchdowns. He threw five in back-to-back games and four in week one. Right. Threw two and got picked off in the end zone on a great pick from Xavier Howard. Exactly. So... I, I want to take. I'm going to take the Dolphins here because it's around this time when the San Francisco 49ers are going to blow up. Because yeah. this was them two years ago. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's the true. same fucking thing. Joshua, where is this game? It's in San Francisco. I'm going to take the 49ers. All right, that's. I mean, listen, they're eight and a half point favorites. Yeah, them. Th- there's a reason this would be an upset. <laughs> well, so yeah. I mean, like, so I'm taking them to win. But as far as betting, I would, I would, t- I would hammer Miami and then my, uh, hammer the eight. Or I seven, think at the bare minimum, half, Miami covers it. They're 100 yeah. percent going to cover that. Yeah, because like the, the, just, they don't have the rushing attack. San Francisco doesn't no, have the rushing they, attack they right now like they, they used to. And Miami's defense, like you said, has improved. Yes. Um, next game is the 0-4 New York football Giants Awful. at the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas 1-3. Very easily could be 0-4 um, besides that, um, that one. Very win. easily uh, could be 4-0. Yeah. Yep, yep, um, the one game wasn't... Actually, no, 3-1, I'll say. 3-1, and one, yeah. Yes, they could easily... Because they, they had no business, be, had no business beating the Browns. And they, they, that game wasn't as close as the final score. No, the, the Browns beat the shit out of them. I will say they making it a game with five minutes left, Listen, absolutely. no one can shit on that. He's playing out of his fucking mind Dak right now. That is not the problem. No, he is not the problem. That Ezekiel defense, Allen's contract is the that, problem. That defense is so bad, it is almost impressive. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm like, serious. It is almost impressive. And for all the shit talking that we did, the experts did, the media did about Jason Garrett, he never started the season one and three. No. Nope. He never started the season one and three. Um, you know, who would have thought losing a corner like Byron Jones would hurt your secondary? <laughs> you go out with the two second-year corners and oh rookies. Um, despite that, the one thing the Cowboys Cowboys do really well is move the ball on offense. Yes. Um, and the Giants, the one thing they don't do very well is move the ball on offense. Or, if Daniel just, Jones doesn't come alive in this game. He's not going to. Or just play football. Well. Yeah, just play football. Um, I'm going to take the Cowboys. I just don't think the, the Giants and Daniel Jones have enough offensive firepower to keep up because Dak is um, he's the first player in history to have three straight games of 450 passing yards. And lose all those games. And no, um, yeah, no, they beat yeah, the, they, no, they beat the Falcons in week two. 
Yeah, but I'm saying is the last two. Oh, okay. Yeah, so yeah. The last two. So he has four straight games. He's playing out of his mind. He's going to make. Well, this is going to happen. He's, Jerry Jones ain't going to pay him, and Jerry Jones is going to trade for Matthew Stafford. I just think it was so funny. Someone showed the stat where it's like, if you looked at the stat line and you said Dak threw for 475 yards and four touchdowns, you're like, they won, right? Nope. Nope. <laughs> Very funny. Fuck, um, so I'm going to take the Cowboys here. I just think their offense is way too much for the Giants. Although, again, their defense has been playing really well, and these teams always seem to beat each other, beat each other at weird yeah, times. If, if, if the Giants, if the Giants beat, if the Giants, no, we all need to FaceTime Justin immediately. No, immediately. Listen, that's the one time where listen, excommunicado. Do not, don't text him, don't call him, leave him alone. I will. That's one of the few times you leave that dude. I'm not going to. Of course Uh you're not, because you're Uh, an asshole. Who are you taking? Uh, 100% the Cowboys. Josh? Yeah, the Cowboys. All right. I just uh, keep thinking back to football at Gary's house when the Giants were up by a couple touchdowns. Hey, Justin, you having a good time? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right, Taylor, get your statement ready, because this next game is the Denver Broncos coming off their first win um, with uh, at the arm Brett. of uh, Brett Rippon. Uh, at the not, New- not Mark Rippon's son. No, not Mark Rippon's son. I think it's his nephew. It's his nephew. His nephew, yeah. At the New England Patriots. Uh, Patriots coming off that loss. Um, uh, you don't know if Cam's going to play this week. Great defensive effort from the Patriots. Um, you know, it just couldn't. you can't contain Cam that long, just like you can't contain Russell Wilson that long. Um, there's too many tricks up the sleeve, but um, the Patriots are 11-point favorites at home. Taylor. Okay, so I have a prepared statement. It's mostly about the New York Jets and how appalling they Thursday night. <laughs> so, to Mr. Roger Goodell. Okay. I am writing I am writing you about the events that occurred on Thursday night football, October 1st, 2020. The New York Jets took on the Denver Broncos. I assume you saw the game, so I'll spare you some of the details. What both Adam Gase and Greg Williams accomplished that night was solidifying themselves as the laughing stock of New York sports. A, um, a, a position that was current, previously held by the New York Mets. The blatant mm-hmm. disregard they have for their own players and for the safety of other players is appalling. Mm. They have no respect, so you should show no respect right back. As a lifelong Denver Broncos fan living in the tri-state area, I can honestly tell you how the Jets have been ruining my friends' lives for years. <laughs> Wait, what about me? It hasn't ruined my life. <laughs> Adam Gase is a disgrace. To the Jets, as an organization, and the Shield as a whole. They are a disgrace to your NFL. Fire Adam Gase and Greg Williams immediately. From every NFL fan, not from New England, Buffalo, or Miami. Oh, okay. Um, does, it was, does the commissioner have the was, right to fire? It was disgrace. Listen, I wrote it from the from a fan's perspective. I get, I get what you're saying. Of like... Like, like someone calling in you the fan. You should send it in, but rephrase, please suspend permanently yeah. these three. Greg Williams should have probably never gotten a job again no after shot. that. He's a very good defensive coordinator, but he ha- he wants his guys to kill him. I, that was, I, I really love how Steve Smith went after him on the on the post-game I, coverage. Like, oh, it was it's great. It's about time also, because it was so disgusting what was happening. And I got to give Vic Fangio a lot, a lot of he flack. He handled it perfectly. No, a lot oh. of flack here, too, because at the end of that game, yeah, Adam Gase was bushly taking all three timeouts with a minute left down by nine. Sure, You're sure. not going to win that game. No. And all he's trying to do is run the clock out, r- roll right, and just fucking heave it, yeah. and the clock's, and the game's over. Yeah. Two personal fouls in the last ten seconds. It's un- completely uncalled and, for. And look, I want to give, I, you got, I got, I'll give him a little props, because he's coached his team up enough to not take the dumb penalty there, or risk getting suspended, and like Correct. his offensive lineman defending their guys. Because if the picture of that was Richie Incognito happening in his quarterback. Richie Incognito starts swinging. Yeah, exactly. So, again, I, I, I give him a little bit of a, a little bit of flack, because you could just kneel it there, but instead you rolled your guy out. Yeah. And give him the ball. So what if they fucking score? Yeah. It doesn't matter. We win. Um, 
But uh, what they did was appalling. It was disgusting. And then finding out that Fangio got him off the field just to avoid an altercation, not to snub Adam Gase, pissed me off because I would have enjoyed it more if he snubbed snubbed him. Because I was hoping for that. That guy deserves zero respect. He's. I. I said it. I said it when he got Mike McCagnin fired. No matter how bad of a GM he was, McCagnin hired him, and then Gase got him fired because he went. He went and cried to the fucking owner. Yep. And Gase is a bitch. Why do you think he trades all of his best players? Because he He doesn't like alpha males. He can't handle alphas. Jarvis Landry, a bigger and a better man than he will ever be. Jay Ajayi. Jay Ajayi. Well, maybe wasn't terrible idea. Um, but he did help Eagles win a Super Bowl. Correct. He still had some mileage on the on the legs. Um, right. He he didn't he was barely playing Cameron Wake. Listen, he benched Rashad Jones, Damian Williams, Damian Williams. It's, there's 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 a laundry list of players that have been. What about all the players so that leave him and or they he they he Ryan Tannehill them. gets the biggest contract Dude, what, of his year. It goes all the way to the AFC title. Devontae game. Parker now. Mm-hmm. Mike Gusecki, who was there with him for two years, suddenly is fucking killing it. Preston Williams. Preston Williams. Well, you know he was a rookie last year. Oh, he was so, a, yeah, oh, he was sorry, a rookie. Sorry. He was an undrafted rookie. But like so no, it it goes on. The and list on goes and on. like of how and, and here's. Here's the best part. Here's my favorite part about it, right? The reason why Gase got the job in New, Eng- uh, New England. Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning made a phone call. Yeah. Peyton Manning. Dude, you know, Denver you, 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 know who, you know who the next Jets, Jets head coach is going to be, right? Bill O'Brien. Yep. Yeah, probably. I think if you thought it was um, bad before. So, um, going to your game... Broncos Patriots. I was very happy with the way the Broncos responded. Yes, I um, I appreciated. Um, you know they bench ripping for a little bit, put him back in. Uh, let him no, back. They, they, they didn't bench oh, him at all. He, didn't he come out for a series? No, they didn't bench him at all. I thought he came uh, out. No, for at least no. One of the so series. so when he threw the second consecutive interception. Oh, he was the guy who was warming up. So so you texted me. You go bench him immediately. Yeah. And I said we are not panicing. Yeah. Not panicking. We're not panicing. panicing. We're not panicing. Yeah, we're not panicing. We're not panicing. Panicing. And I I remember that that was. Cemented in my head. No, you ride it out. Because yeah. it's a lost season. Ride it the fuck out. And, and what he happened? He, that fucking kid delivered the very next series. Get, to his respect, he didn't get... That's where I've had issues with both Darnold and Jones is that when they make that those mistakes, two straight interceptions on two straight series, um, like, uh, and he, he didn't get shaken that he did, he was still slinging it downfield. He may never be, have the athleticism like those guys have and the arm strength, but he's fearless. I like that. I loved it. I don't like that against the Patriots. No, I, well, here's the, here's the thing. Vangio hasn't even named him the starter yet. We don't even know what the starter Let him, is. He got the win. Let him fucking start. Ride it out till Drew gets back. Yeah, take the Patriots, take the points because the Broncos cannot stop the run. No, they have they no can. interior linemen. Josie Jewell and Alexander Johnson have really and impressed Chubb, me. Chubb looks like he's coming into form. Yes, and by the way, get fucking Devonte Bosby on the fucking field. I don't care what Quaz said because Quaz doesn't like real football. He's not. A, he's a piece of shit garbage. Person. He's a ball watcher. And he literally <laughs> all he all he said was that one that one red zone drive. Where Sam Darnold threw bad passes. No, they were great defensive plays. That was great plays. defense. Well, Moody made a great play. Bosby made a great play. Sam Darnold put the ball exactly where it needed to be, and there were great defensive plays to be had. But Quaz is like, no, Sam Darnold sucks. Sorry, sucks to be a pessimist and live in Jersey City all by yourself, dog. Yep. Have fun. But uh, seriously, uh, take the Patriots, take the points, because they cannot. the Broncos cannot stop the run. It'll be a valiant effort. Yeah, but I think they play tough win. early, but it just it, honestly, what would be interesting is if Cam starts because we don't know how long until he's going to be playing yeah. again. Yeah, and also take take Garrett Bowles. Garrett Bowles has impressed me a lot this he, year. He's stepped up, and also the big thing too is because, and I learned this because he was one of the w- most penalized left tackles oh. in the entire game oh my for God, holding horrible. calls. And part of me was like, well, he's garbage. And then I learned because Mike Pereira was on with uh, Pat McAfee, and he was talking about, well, they're not throwing a lot of holding flags this year. So that's like, 
Well, uh, yeah, the, now Garrett Bowles is good. Penalties are down and scoring is up unless you're the New York Giants. Unless you're the Giants or um, the Jets. Josh, who are you taking? Oh, I'm taking the Patriots. All right. Uh, this next game, I'm actually really excited Wait, for. Wait, who are you taking? Oh, you said the Patriots? Yeah, too? Patriots. Oh, yeah. Come on. Uh, Just making sure. <laughs> I'm no offense to your team, but. No, I, I, all the offense yeah, because okay, we deserve it. I mean offense. That's because true. we deserve it. The next game is the Indianapolis Colts at the Cleveland Browns. Um, both teams 3-1. and one. Surprise 3-1s, and ones, I would say, for most people. Um, the Colts defense is playing great. The Browns offense looks fucking awesome. Colts three-point favorites on the road. Um, the Colts have had a very soft schedule when you look at who they've beaten. That's what I'm saying, dude. The, I what, think the, the Browns... The, Jets, are, the Bears and fucking... Uh, and like they lost to Jacksonville. They lost to Jacksonville um, week one. I'm yeah. going to take... Uh, and, the, and the Tech... Did they beat... No, they didn't play the Texans yet. I forgot who the other team they beat. The Jets, uh, whatever. I'm taking the Browns in this one. I think their offense is really, really good. Baker made some great fucking throws on Sunday. Baker looks fucking awesome right now. Despite the loss of Nick Chubb, that offensive line is awesome. Um, the What's his name? The the, the kid, uh, Jedrick Davis. Uh, the or awesome Jedrick too, Willis, yeah. excuse me. Uh, the uh, offensive lineman looks fucking great. Um, I, I love what they're doing. They're getting Beckham involved in the right way. They're getting all those guys involved. They got Austin Hooper involved. Involved this, um, this past week for the but first, first time. touchdown. Yeah, Miles Garrett's playing out of his mind. This is the Philip Rivers blow-up game. I think the Browns' offense is going to be too much. Um, the Colts' defense is very, very good. Don't get me wrong, but sure. they haven't played anyone that makes me want. But this is their first real test. Big facts. But I'm going to take the Browns. Josh Browns. Browns. I'm going to take the Browns as well. All right. Just we have like, a lot I, of similar picks this week. It's it just again like this is such a bad week for picks. Yeah. Because and this one I'm just I'm riding the I'm riding the favorites as much as I can because I'm trying not yeah. to fall too far behind. Honestly. Yeah. That's and listen, that's a good good way to do it. Uh, the next game, I took too many chances. I don't think we need to spend much time on this. Uh, the Vikings did get their first win against the Houston Texans. They're still ass. Um, Justin Jefferson's fucking great though. Yes. Um, against the Seattle Seahawks, four and zero. The Seahawks. Uh, well, the the thing about the Seattle football team is their head coach will tell you that 9-11 was an inside job. Okay. He'll tell you that wow. COVID is not really. So COVID, wait, he, there's something else now. Yeah, there's something else now. So not only is he a COVID denier, not only is he a flat earther, but he doesn't think he knows that Paul McCartney really is dead, just like he knows the Seahawks will win this game. That's big. So you're telling you know, me. When you told me you had a new one a week ago, that's not what I was expecting. That is. I that thought is I was going deep for it. I know. That's, that's not what I was thinking. Does that no. change your opinion on Pete Carroll at all, Taylor? No, not really. It really just made, I thought he was so going the, the, the to talk about like how like John Wayne Gacy didn't do it. Well, that, that'd be a really big stretch. You know what I mean? There's no like, evidence of that. <laughs> There's evidence that Paul you know, McCartney might be dead. You know, or like, you know, something like... Like John Lennon got railroaded. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I was thinking so something ridiculous. Are, are we all taking the Seahawks? Yes. Uh, we're taking I, the, I, I the COVID, hope. flat earth, 9-11 truther, Paul McCartney's, uh, Paul McCartney's dead truthing yeah. team. Yep. Okay, good, good. I thought so. I just wanted to be sure. He did that because he didn't want me to take uh, Seattle. <laughs> the last <laughs> game. Asshole. Another one. I don't know. I don't think we have to spend much time on it. I love what I'm seeing from Justin Herbert. Fearless downfield on a fucking rope. Still the rookie mistakes, but you have to expect that. Um, you know, Playing the New Orleans Saints on the road. Saints are 8 point favorites look like they bounce back looks like Michael Thomas is back this week the Chargers don't have a ton of talent they just lost Austin Eckler for the year um, for the year um, uh, give me the Saints give me the Saints give me the points yep. actually no give me the Saints but not the points All right. eight points is a lot and even though and fucking I, I keep wanting to call them the San Diego Chargers, but they do play tough. Wow. So only two games do we not have all the same picks. So that'll be interesting, Taylor. Um, you took a different game in one, and Josh took a different team in one. Um, so that'll be interesting. We all took the Browns. 
Okay, very cool. All right, guys, this was episode 122 of You Watch, I Listen. Josh is going to take us out with music, unlike he did last week. Um, let's see if it actually plays. Yeah, I was going to say it had to be Van Halen, right? I hope so. Yeah. Um, we'll see you guys next week. Peace out. I always think about Ready to Rumble when they're in the, <laughs> the, 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 the fort. It's, it's not even music yet. I know. The bass line. Boom, boom, boom. You know, thank, you know, thank your lucky stars they had Michael fucking Anthony in that band, too. Dude. I, oh my god, fucking... it's the farting nuns. <laughs> <laughs> I live my life like this. Oh, yeah. No tomorrow. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Stupid. <laughs> All right, guys. Peace out. We'll see you next week. Goodbye.